What is up, everyone? And welcome to the Wed Show! It's the show where anything can happen. Controversy, hot takes, controversy. And even hotter takes. And even hotter takes. <laughs> You'll find it all here. We've got some great topics for you guys today. The PlayStation VR 2 launches next week, so we're going to be running you guys through. Oh, no, you're going to have to do this topic. Because, full disclosure, I have already tried it, and I don't know what is or isn't under embargo. So okay. we'll figure that out. All right. Cool. Uh, also, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I had looked into this a little bit, but I didn't know the price. You can pay $144 a year for, fa for Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. What else we got? Uh, Linus Rage Quit a video game. Wait, did you what? even you know picked... that Linus Rage Quit video games? Did, did you, you know ha that he even played video games? Did you you pick that as a headline topic? Everything else sucked. Nothing happened this week. That I don't was... know if you paid attention to the news all week, but nothing happened this week. That was an if you're desperate topic, and oh. I'm desperate. All right, so I enough. picked it. It's a great topic. Okay, what else for we if got? I'm desperate, which I am. The other one is going to be, oh, I don't know. Amazon expands into telehealth. Really? Not YouTube ads dubbing be? podcasts and 1080p premium? Is that more interesting? We've already talked about 1080p premium. No, we talked about 4K paid. I'm pretty sure we included 1080p premium. Probably. Or was that just something that we knew at the time? I don't know. Because I definitely knew that at the time. Let's roll the intro. <laughs> uh, Dan? Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they can't hear you if you're way over there, so that's a challenge. I don't think he cares. <laughs> uh, I can do the, I can try to do the PSVR. I think the phone should be bigger. And, and the, the like it, I, I can't tell that that's real water tubes. If there's anything we can do about that, that would be great. Um, as for the, um, as for the GPU challenge, yeah, yeah, sure. That looks good. I'm checking that one. Oh, you want me to watch Appies? No, no, I wanted a, an audio pickup. You want, wait, you want me to do an audio pickup? Real quick. Yeah, he said that. Oh, good gravy. Okay, Bye. Uh, Luke's going to get the show started. And he's, and he's See ya. Come by with a... Oh, so I'm just going to do it here? Okay, perfect. Then we'll just, yeah, that's great. Then we'll just get the show started. All right, our first topic today. <laughs> so sometimes when the show is late, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, this sort of thing. What was our headline thing today? Uh, yeah, you switched console to gamer. Yes, yeah. PlayStation VR two. Uh, hey, um, are, are reviews up yet, or like, what's the deal? What it's are we out. allowed to say? It's out. It's out. Oh, people can buy it. People then, have it. Then I can talk about it, right? Yeah. I tried it. Have you tried it? No. Oh, there it is. Yes, PSVR two. Ah, Luke. It's enough to make me want a PlayStation. Really? I want a PlayStation for the first time since the PS2. Wow. Yeah, like, I wanted a PS2 because I wanted to play, like, Final Fantasy. You, have you tried the, the new Facebook one? The thinner one? Yes. The, like, professional one? Yes. And this is better? Oh, dude. Oh. It's OLED. Ooh. It's OLED. Oh, I it's forgot about OLED. that. It's OLED. That's actually pretty sick. Luke. I remember seeing that in the specs and being like, damn. Okay. That's cool. 
it's exactly as damn <laughs> as you think it is. Um, you can here have a look. Am I have trying a look. this? No, okay. I mean you can try it on. Okay, I'll show you the I'll show you the adjustments. Okay. So there's two adjustments. This button at the back pretty normal. Yep. Pulls it like that. Okay. And twist to tighten. That do be how yep. your headsets work. And then there's one here. Da, yeah. da, 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 that goes like that. Okay. okay. So a little something like that. Oh, the screen though. The screen. We've got a full review coming soon where we try a bunch of different games and um, do like a short comparison against what kind of VR setup you could build. Um, like a PC VR setup that you could build for the same price, but this thing is exciting. Uh, it came out this week. Uh, last week, Sony released a full official teardown showing off the new hardware, and based on the specs and based on my experience, the PSVR 2 is a significant jump. 4.1 megapixels for, per eye versus 1 megapixel per eye. HDR display. Yeah, OLED HDR, Luke. HDR OLED. Cool. Um, and... Cool. Pupil tracking. Pupil tracking. Oh. That's right. Foveated rendering. <laughs> Games look so good in spite of the, on paper, lower graphical performance of the PlayStation 5 compared to a top-tier PC. Um, this puts it miles beyond anything else that's in an equivalent price range, which is 550 US dollars in terms of visual quality. And... I got I got to tell you this, okay? I expected. I've never actually used eye tracking and foveated rendering before. Yeah. I have used eye tracking before and I know that it's <clears throat> like can be pretty fast. It can be pretty okay. It can pull at rates of well in excess of 100 hertz, which is you know, pretty good. But the eye moves faster than a lot of eye tracking technology and my concern was that with foveated rendering which i guess i haven't explained yet um what they're doing is they're tracking where you're looking rendering just that spot i think it's what four percent of your field of view is actually not sure, high res yeah it's small and then everything else <clears throat> is kind of junk tier even if it was in focus it would be junk tier right um so what it does is it takes that spot you're looking at renders it at higher quality and then everything else kind of goes to crap and I couldn't tell if it was working from inside the headset because it's so fast. And Alex and uh, oh right, uh, so if you if you like think something in your peripheral is is poorly rendered, so you go to look at it, it's nicely rendered by the time you get there. And I thought yeah, it just wasn't cool. working. I thought everything was just <laughs> rendering at full quality because I'd like intentionally look right. So, I, but then Alex was my was my spotter. Um, and he, he had a TV set up capturing so the experience. Okay. And we played a little game where I said I was in Horizon, whatever the, the Horizon experience Oh, he is had called. to try to guess where you were looking? He had to guess where I was looking based on the render quality. And he's just like, yeah, there. And there. And there. And so I'd be like, I'd like, I'd look, look. And I'd try to, I'd try to beat it and see the lower. I couldn't do it. That's kind of cool. It's incredible. Horizon Call of the Mountain, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And it is it is, oh man, it's just, it's moving in the complete opposite direction of what Meta is doing with their VR headsets. It's, it's no unapologetically a, 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 a non-standalone VR headset. Yeah. It's the best hardware they could build into a headset. It's and still you know tethered. What? It's, it's tethered to a box. Deal with it because that's what it takes to have this kind of fidelity. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean they haven't streamlined it. The original PSVR had a large breakout box and a complex AV setup, whereas this is a single USB-C cable. Is, is it Just possible one. to turn off the eye tracking? I don't know. Why would you want to? People with lazy eyes or... 
Oh, or other. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Okay, I need to do that audio pickup. Uh, maybe talk about I don't know comfort or something. And um, you comfort can also... was good. I it, it has attached earbuds, which I'm not actually as much of a fan of, because what if you have more than one person at your house that uses it, uh, or something? Yeah. I would prefer the like the disc headphone things that I believe the Index has. Um, yeah. Those were totally fine, in my opinion. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that. But general comfort and stuff, actually quite good. Um, the earbuds come off. Yeah, unless they have like built-in headphones that replace it. I'm not a huge fan of wearing other headphones with it either. If they have additional headphones that you can buy that come with it or designed for it, then that's cool. But if not, eh, I don't know, personally. Uh, but yeah, comfort's good. This shroud... This like rubbery shroud. It's got a 3.5 millimeter jack. Yeah, that doesn't solve it for me personally. I don't want earbuds while I'm playing. Um, but well, that's yeah, a, but that's a preference jack. thing. Yeah, they said that. I'm oh. not super into that. Well, here's the thing, right? Though the alternate solutions are either what Meta's doing with garbage tier audio. It sounds so bad. Or what Valve's doing, which presumably is expensive. Oh, okay. Like, the index costs twice as much as this. Still... And it doesn't even have an OLED display. Man. And you're oh, the screen door. break them out. The screen door effect? Negligible. My understanding is... You can is still see it, I'm assuming? There are actually headsets out there that are slightly higher resolution. Um, but it's real good. It's real good. And oh, the just the persistence is so low. Like, I got the headset on. I'm going like this. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. There's like no wow. smearing. I'm just going to go like this. This is my new game. This is, uh, no I, external beacons. No. How's no. the tracking? It's okay. Hmm. I hope that Valve stays full purist yes. and sticks with outside-in tracking. Yeah. I literally wired up my house for their base stations. My my ceiling in my rec room has 12-volt power run inside <laughs> it so that I can always have four base stations. I am a one of a kind. I suspect nobody else has actually done that. Um, but that's how committed I am to outside-in tracking. It really is <clears throat> superior from a performance standpoint, but it's inconvenient. It's the I, I will say... For a tethered experience, the single USB-C cable with no breakout box is pretty sweet. Because I'm yes. used to like this like thick cord of like three different cables coming out that has to plug into some like junction box at some point yep. and then go into your computer in like three different plugs to the point where you might be like maxing out the USB on the back of your motherboard, whatever, exactly. like blah, blah, blah. It's super annoying. Just having one cable is really cool. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Oh, man. 120 hertz. Oh. It weighs IPD less. adjustments. It weighs less than the previous one, and it did feel light. Actual IPD adjustments. Very cool. Yeah, I'm man. I'm excited. However, how are the new controllers? Great. They're right here. Oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm uh, mm, okay. They're a little heavy, um, like rotationally. Ooh. I find that uh, my hands too big. This is kind of bulky, and there are definitely some things about the headset that are. Japanese designed. That's one of them. Got it. And I personally found that my oh, I actually find that very uncomfortable. Roman nose uh, was not super compatible with the headset. You you tried sliding it out though. Yeah, but I don't like that. 
I like to have the headsetting yeah, tight too. against my face because yeah. I I play games that require a lot of moving around. And, and light leak sucks. And, and well, the light leak is really good on it. Actually, I did notice because the rubber thingy. But still, yes. that is usually a reason why you want it closer. But for me, a big part of why I want it closer is just so that when I move my head, I, I I'm not um, I'm not feeling that drag. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it's like less leverage for it to move around on my face right and so i um no it kind of, someone said try pushing buttons yeah even, even the trigger is like hard because my the the bone of Here, this part on. of my pinky loop cam yeah so the the bone of that part of my you can can i show yeah you? i can i can tell it's, it's yeah. colliding and like bending my pinky in <laughs> so even pulling the trigger feels super awkward because if you see the natural position of where my finger goes on it isn't like uh, up there like that's extremely uncomfortable it's like down here because it's cranking my hand down. And then even to get to this thumbstick is like my thumb's on full tilt. <laughs> so I don't know. I could do it, but um, not not the biggest fan. Bixby asks, what product doesn't have IPD adjustments? Quest 2. Yeah. They're, they're digital. They're fake. Yeah. Whereas the PSVR 2 has proper uh, IPD adjustment. Um. Alpha Zintel says, Luke, Bing ChatGPT knows you were talking about it on WAN Show. It yeah. asks you not to be disappointed in its abilities. Yeah, well, I, I think I talked about this last show. Yeah. I, don't, I won't get into it too much, but uh, I, I mentioned how it now has a form of memory because people are posting uh, conversations that they have with it online and it can search the internet, right? So it, it has a form of memory. It can see conversations that it has had in the future. Not all of them, just only ones that people have posted online. And it can see transcriptions of different things. So if we have closed captions for this video, for WAN show, mm -hmm. it might be able to have access to that. It can't watch the video, but it could watch a transcript. And it could see people discussing what we said on the show as well, if there's text versions of that. So... Yeah, it, it would be. I would expect that it would be aware of that. I don't know if you want to call it awareness, or I expect it would be able to search that up. But, yeah. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I was just poking into people are talking about using the PSVR 2 on a PC. Mm. Um, but the creator of the oh. IVRE driver, uh, which is a way to use the original PSVR on a PC, basically says... Um, no yeah, I don't think this is going to be that easy. He goes, you'll be wasting your money. There's no guarantee you could ever use it on a PC and quite a good chance you won't be able to. The original PSVR is electronically equivalent to a monitor. Um, so it is relatively simple to get a video signal up on it. Reading sensors, etc., took a lot of reverse engineering and at least a year from release before anyone figured that out. Took a couple more years before it was usable as a PC VR headset. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still a work in progress with tracking controllers with the original hardware over five years from release. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that to be a thing. Yep. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a funny thing to me. Like, if people can use it on the PC and they want to use it on the PC, is there really no margin in it at five hundred dollars? Like, they couldn't just sell it as a vr headset I, I guess that wouldn't be very playstation of them that wouldn't be very sony of them uh sort of playstation's actually been moving a ton of games to pc and has been fairly faithful in regards to like patching them and making sure that they actually run okay like when horizon was one of the earlier games that they brought to pc mm -hmm. and it was quite a mess when they first brought it over but they cleaned it up and as far as my understanding goes it's pretty stable now um so I'd, in the past, I would definitely agree with that. But these days, 
they've actually been pretty PC friendly. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Conrad says it's hard to keep customers in your walled garden if you open the door. I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> True. Why don't we jump into our next topic? Who wants to pay $144 a year for Facebook? After the massive success of Twitter Blue, Mark Zuckerberg has his eyes set clearly on uh, generating revenue from his user base through the Meta Verified program, a monthly subscription with a cost of 12 US dollars that does what? Okay, it covers Facebook and Instagram, includes a blue badge, increased search visibility, exclusive stickers for stories, direct customer support, and 100 free stars, a currency that can be used to tip creators. There does not appear... <laughs> there does not appear to be any reduction in ads <laughs> or data mining. <laughs> what a deal, Mark. Sign me up. I love it. Uh, can we can we can we never normalize this? People? It seems to just be a brand thing. Like never. Can we never ever normalize this? Can we always make fun of people for paying for Twitter Blue? Please. Would you would you normalize it if it did do what it says at the end if it did reduce or or let's say it removed ads and removed data mining. i wouldn't believe them yeah fair enough all right let's let's imagine that you knew without a doubt that forget the actually. data mining because i don't believe them <laughs> okay. but we can talk about ads <laughs> okay <laughs> if i never saw an ad on facebook or instagram again I wouldn't pay for this because I don't because remember don't the them. last time I opened up <laughs> yeah. Facebook or Instagram. No offense to our dedicated viewers on Facebook, all dozens of you. Yeah, we're uh, streaming there right now. We're streaming there right now. <laughs> I don't think either of us have ever seen that page. Nope. 41 people are watching on Facebook? Oh, very nice. Nice. Uh, sup, boomers? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow boomers. Uh, 39. <laughs> They're leaving in shame. <laughs> and I took that personally. Don't observe <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Facebook. Um, no, I wouldn't pay for it. But let's say, let's say hypothetically that it was a service I actually used and cared about. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. 12 bucks a month doesn't seem that outlandish. Why would you pay for it, though? As a normal user, what does it even give you? As a, as a company. Have, have you seen how I many see ads it. there are on Facebook? Oh, oh, oh no, right. we're not talking we're about our. That. I was talking about the root thing i was no longer talking about the ad removal oh okay so we're not talking about the real product or, or we are going back to talking we're going about, the back real to talking about the real product yeah. yeah so increased search visibility stickers customer support and stars to tip creators it's basically like, just stars yeah i mean if you're a normal user and then what support do you need on i mean you use facebook so maybe you're not that good with computers maybe you just need help using well, websites uh, hold on. I, I interpret that as the other way around Direct customer support. Yeah, maybe you're all right. Wow, that's an advertised major feature? I mean, if you need customer support, Whoa. you should just contact them, right? I assumed that was oh. some way that like brands could interface. Yeah, with... maybe I've got this wrong. Maybe well, it's completely know. the other way around. I kind of hope so, because if they're like, hey, yeah, we'll give you customer support for this thing that you're paying for, I would hope that's not like a thing that they advertise. Yeah, guys, I mean, hit us up. Which Which, which one is it? Meta support also means Instagram support. We recently lost a company Instagram account because they don't have support for unverified users. 
Yeah, so it sounds like it's very company-focused. No, it sounds like it's user-focused. If you're a user and you like lose your account, but they you said should that's be able to get support. Account. Yeah, but but because it wasn't verified. Well, I mean, just mean anyone who lost their account, whether they're a company or an individual user, would be pretty bummed about it. Sure. And being able Fair to enough. contact support, would, that's terrible. You should just have support for users. I don't disagree. Unbelievable. This is worse than I thought. And it was already laughable. Man. Shortly after, okay, so they're not the first to jump on this. Uh, shortly after Twitter Blue was launched, Tumblr started selling what they called important blue internet check marks that officially do absolutely nothing for a one-time cost of $4 each. They apparently made a quarter million dollars in profit, um, a quarter-over-quarter quarter increase of in-app purchases of 125%. Um, the As of a recent update, the check marks are now rainbow-colored, apparently. Uh, Tumblr user... Carpy Suns, <laughs> that is actually unironically what I called them when I was a kid. You know those little Capri Sun um, pouch drinks? Sons? I called them Carpy Suns because I, I don't know, was, I guess I had a little bit of the dyslexia. Um, anyway, Carpy Suns apparently spent $120 on check marks, which is amazing. Um, and back to sort of the inspiration for this, Twitter Blue. According to the most recent available numbers, only about 0.02% of active Twitter users have a paid subscription of any kind. I would have guessed it would have been somewhat similar. Honestly, if you look at conversion rates for users to external things, like, say, Patreon, Floatplane, Nebula, whatever, uh, I think it's actually usually a little higher than that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's because there's no real value. Is for us. But, it's but, blue pixels. But yeah, considering how much you get, compare like that's probably about where i would have slapped it like i mean float plane is actually like we sell it pretty hard these days because it's a pretty darn good value these days yeah like here but i'm saying like you you get a lot if you subscribe to some creators well i guess it's up to what the creator is offering but a lot of times i see you get a decent amount of value if you subscribe to someone's float plane or patreon or whatever else considering what you're getting for the twitter blue check mark that, how, yeah. how quickly could the float plane team um, make like whale check marks? Because people on float plane are asking for them. Verified I, blue I've whales. got offers for like 15 bucks here. You're already paying. <laughs> if they want to pay more, Luke, can we get a tier that has a check mark? You can subscribe to the supporter plus tier. Then you get 4K. No, we need supporter plus plus. Supporter plus we have plus. a we have a we have a product the creator warehouse team is working on that has a size that is extra medium. <laughs> There's something in between medium and large, and we didn't know what to call it. We might we might fix that before we actually. Why do you guys launch. want this? Oh my goodness. Uh, we'll we'll check in if you guys still want it in like a while when we have bandwidth yeah. to work on something. When like the that. memes are over, yeah. When the meme is dead, I'll check in if you guys still want it, and then we'll see then. Yeah, we'll call it the take my money tier. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's it, it'll yeah. have to be whale tier. It'll have to be whale tier. We'll yeah. we'll come up with some other stuff that we can that we can bundle in or something like that. I mean, we do care about providing actual value. Uh, like even the whale tickets at LTX, they. I mean. It, yeah, it's ten grand, but it includes like a like five thousand dollar computer. And don't you get a hotel room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's value in there. We we would need to. Yeah, they would have to have value. Yeah, we're just we're we're we're. Just, we're I, not, I'm totally down with there being. I mean, this is up to 
you guys technically, but I'm totally down for there being like more expensive tiers that are offered. Yeah, the problem is but I don't it should like make sense. I don't want waste. Like people are suggesting uh, like free merch every month tier. And my problem with that is don't what like if it's that. something yeah. you don't want? Yeah, we don't want you to throw stuff away. I don't want to ship waste around the world, right? Like it doesn't do anybody any good. I'd rather you guys just in general, I, I usually would say you and I, but I think in general at the company, we are not into the idea of fast fashion. We're building things to last. You should be able to keep said thing for a while if you have it. Um, we don't want to just create garbage. It doesn't seem good. I don't think there's an argument for just genuinely creating garbage. Yeah, I I, I just am not that into that. Yeah, I mean, the main value is the exclusive content. We've got extras from the yeah. XQC build. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, these are, these are really fun. We've done a couple of, uh, mini moving vlogs for the move over to the lab. The, the team is doing such an amazing job. We're doing, I think at least two exclusives per week. So we've got Linus reacts also, to Dennis and Vance switching roles. There's um, an update that is going to be going into beta, which is something we haven't really done before, but users will be able to opt into beta to be able to use it. Um, it's not out yet but coming relatively soon, that is going to make it so that uh, when you click on, if you go back to Flowplane really quick, mm. if you if you clicked on that right there, yep. it would expand downwards and you would be able to see a bunch of sub-channels. So like so, Mac address and TechCookie yeah. and Short Circuit and all so that good stuff. So you'd be able stuff. to yep. like a sec effectively filter to the channel as if it was on YouTube, but then there can also be other things like Flowplane exclusive or whatever else. Um, so that's that's coming. So that'll be easier because people have brought up that. I mean, you can just type in the search like full plane exclusive, um, but people don't like typing, I guess. So we will bring a new solution. But yeah. Oh, also, while we're talking about those types of things, uh, merch messages. People have, have commented many a time, including I, that you can't do merch messages if you use shop pay. So if you like yep. use Shopify fairly actively, it skips past where merch messages in is, which is pretty annoying for people. And you that should has explain been... what merch messages are. For those of you who are new, merch messages yes. are down here. Instead of Twitch bits or YouTube super chats or whatever, where you just throw money into the ether and then maybe we acknowledge your message, maybe we don't. Uh, merch messages are a way that you can send in a message to the show like this. Hey, how'd you decide on Laszlo Supernova? Um, I think Edsel was a fan and got in touch and we had a relationship with uh, Monster Cat and basically um, Laszlo agreed to do a slightly customized version of the intro song for us that exactly matched our animation and it, I don't know, it was so good and it was so iconic that we just kind of kept it forever. Um, I, I mean, I can still jam out to it, and I've heard it so many times. We have stopped using the intro, uh, as Dan noted in the response there in every video, but we do still use it sometimes. Um, the issue is just that if you're throwing away like seven seconds of retention right at the beginning of the video, there's... N of highly valuable retention, too. Yeah, it, it's just... The branding is great, but the um, the effect on viewership of not just that video but your entire library is not positive so it's something that we've started to shy away from anyway what was i talking about merge messages what they are right merge messages what they are is a way to send in a message to the show and if we don't get to it for whatever reason or um you know whatever at least you get your order in the mail so you get a, a hoodie or a or, uh, oh, do you have a, like a right to repair pin plan? That's a really good idea. Hey, Dan, do you mind firing that over to Sarah? 
right up. And then maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe she could do up something like that. Basically, That'd be awesome. instead of the only thing that you get being uh, a chance for your streamer person that you're watching to yeah, respond and, and to enrich Google or Amazon. Now you definitely get something. Yeah. And there's a free added bonus. That yeah. Genuinely costs nothing. Yeah. That we might respond. Yeah. So it's cool. And oh, we launched a new product today. Man, we're getting okay. We're getting all this out of the way here. Oh wait, okay. But the clarification there yeah. is where it happens has changed. It's in, I believe, the cart now. So right. everyone can see it all the time. Doesn't matter if you're using Shop Pay. Doesn't matter if you're wanting to use Apple Pay that came up last time. Whatever, you can all see it. So it works. It works. Awesome. Love it. And we launched a new desk pad. The WAN desk pad. Whoa. It's a desk pad, but with a WAN logo and an orange accent and very. LTT, when branded, and all that good stuff. Open the desk configurator. I yeah. open the desk yeah. configurator. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to open the desk configurator. This allows you to set your desk width, your desk depth. Uh, you can set a style. You can uh, see what different sizes of desk pad will look like. You can move them around and go, you know, I'd really like my desk pad to sit something like this. You can add a monitor. Um, wait, oh, I thought you could add a monitor. Well, there's a keyboard anyway. Uh, so you can kind of play around with it and figure out what size makes sense for you. Oh, you got to set a monitor count. Oh, look at that. Two. Boop. You can kind of move them around. Look at that. How fun is that? Everything's even, to scale. You can check enable rotation and like turn them if you have them oh slightly on angles. That is... You can really see how your desk is going to look. Whoops. I mean, that's rotating the... Yeah, the yeah well, there's your problem. There's there you your go. problem right there. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a lot of work, but it's really cool. <laughs> So that's good. Uh, all right. So, Luke. Yes. Are you signing up for Facebook no. Plus or Facebook Premium? What are they even calling it? Meta Verified. Are you signing up for Meta Verified? <sighs> Is it the new Meta? Is it the new Meta? <laughs> no, definitely not. And I can't believe it's 12 bucks a month. That's actually insane. Um, I, like, I, <laughs> I, I guess, well, I guess, again, it really feels like they're very specifically... Target. Dan, or should I call you Moire? Yeah, that that, that sweater. sweater though. <laughs> My goodness. Um, okay, not camera friendly. See you later. Um, <laughs> oh no, you don't have oh. to take off your sweater. It's cold in here. Um, are you signing up for Meta Verified? No. All right, thanks, Dan. Um, <laughs> it really, it, especially with the price, it feels like it's targeted towards towards customers or people who want to use Facebook in a professional manner. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about a little topic that I call, I hate building PCs for people. Yeah. Luke. I do too. It really does feel like a no good deed goes unpunished kind of situation, doesn't it? It, it does. I like building PCs for specific people. And at this point, I pretty much only build PCs for people that I have built PCs for in the past. So I know how they will deal with it. Okay. So here's the situation. I built a PC for someone back in... Wait, this can't be right. I think I know who this is. Okay. Well, whatever. It was a while ago. It was a couple months ago or something like that. Okay. I don't think you know who it is. Okay. I don't think you know who it is. I'm going to be anonymizing it fairly well. Can I see well. the name? Uh, I mean, sort of. I, I really don't think it's who I you think it is. I have no clue who yeah, that is. Yeah. That is not who I thought. That's fine. It needs to be completely anonymized. Um, 
In February, early February, I get a message. I'm just wondering how to get my monitor to 144 hertz because apparently it's 60 right now. I kind of go, hmm. all right. It was definitely at 144 when I gave it to you, which is all I care about. This is one of those situations where the PC wasn't free, but it was like very not retail, if you know what I mean. Like there's there there was there was some wheeling and dealing that happened to make sure that this person who was, you know, a family friend definitely got like something a lot better than they would have walked out of Best Buy with. Sure. So as far as I'm concerned, I have done my good deed already. Business over, yeah. Our transaction is now complete. Um, so I kind of go, are you using HDMI or DisplayPort? HDMI may be stuck at a lower refresh rate. Just basic troubleshooting. Yep. I don't know what that means. Sorry. How can I check? And I kind of go, you're going to have to look up how to check. Use Google. Okay. okay. All right. Two weeks later, I've been having problems connecting my headset mic. When I checked, it's not registering. It doesn't say the model of headset. Here, I'll show it to you, screenshot. I'm like, I don't know. If I was in front of it, I might be able to figure it out, but you might just have to find some troubleshooting guides. I get no fewer than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve messages over the next three days um, that go as far as I'm pretty, okay, I, I, I really think this is urgent. Um, please reply to this quickly. I can't do anything on my PC. And, it, and I'm just, I'm sitting here going, what's my incentive to do a favor for anyone at that point? You know, like I don't. I, I want to try. I, I, mm. found a, I found a website called Let, Let Me GPT That For You. Let me GP. Okay, we're going to Luke's screen. We're going to Luke's screen. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see if it works. Okay. I mean, this is one of those troubleshooting things that is so broad that... I'm just wondering what it's going to say. Sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, th this is good troubleshooting so far. Is this Bing or is this ChatGPT? I'm assuming this is ChatGPT. Hmm. Okay. I don't actually know. I've never actually used this website before. I was just thinking like, there's got to, it has to exist. And then, yeah, it, it did. Performing Google search. Wait, it must whoa, be, whoa, whoa. wait. What? what? Okay. It's scrolling down. What is this? What is this bot doing? It clicks the first hit for you? <laughs> I this is know, maximum tier snark. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Wait, it just moves it there? I have to click on it? You have to click it. Amazing. Okay. That makes sense. That would probably violate Google's T's and C's if it actually clicked a link for you. Yeah. Hilarious. All right. Um, anyway, I, f I feel like this is one of those am I the asshole things, right? For basically just saying, so my response my response to this wall of text is, sorry, I really can't dig into issues like this. If there's a problem, you'll have to shut it down for now and take it to a computer shop. Or you can try and fix it yourself. I didn't have anyone to help me troubleshoot, and things usually worked out okay. Tongue smiley face. Uh, a little bit of sass on the end. A little, a little bit of unnecessary sass on the end. But here's the thing. I mean, okay, 
Have you have you read these articles? And I've heard anecdotally from some uh, a couple of people I've talked to this about recently. One who's a teacher and one who worked in an office. Um, and I've read articles about this too. That apparently the younger generation, in spite of growing up with computers, is entering the workplace well, they, with fewer functional computing skills. They grew up with less computer problems because things worked more often. So that's the thing, right? Is this just tough love? That's that's what I thought I was doing. Like, look, so, no, if you want to solve this, if you want to play video games... I didn't want to pry, but is this a younger person? This is a younger person, yes. So I, I got that vibe. Yeah. Uh, and in that case, I I mean, I. it seems more fair. I don't know. Because, I mean, realistically, what do young people even do? <laughs> Honestly, you're done, you're done your obligations for the day by, like, 3 o'clock. Is that when school ends? I don't even remember. Yeah. So figure it out. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it or anything, but that was how I learned. The only reason that I'm doing this today, that I know any of this stuff, is because I was highly motivated to fix my computer because I wanted to play video games. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and it's amazing, right? Kids can figure out just about anything. Just about anything. I'm surprised have... Yeah, that first one, they didn't just Google it. Because, like, my, my monitor's not running at the right refresh rate, whatever, is, like, super Google. What is HDMI? Super Google. And I have to confess that the second problem with the headset is probably less, a more challenging problem. Less Google, yeah. But I was already kind of in the wrong frame of mind from being asked what HDMI is. So maybe there was a little bit of snark. But it's also true, right? Like, the reality is that I am highly disincentivized to build computers for people if they're going to bother me about how they work yeah. when it's not an actual problem with the computer. I mean, maybe we need to just pull the audience here. I don't know how to set up polls. I forget. I've, I've got some, some people that I've been like building computers for since like high school that I still build computers for them whenever they need new ones. They never bother me about pretty much anything. Yeah. They just like they've never actually built one on their own. And every once in a while, it'll be it'll be like you know like three or four years or maybe a little bit more. But they'll be like, "Hey, like, uh, you still down?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." They haven't bugged me since then about that at least. So it's like, yeah, why not? It doesn't really matter to me. Like if if we're still gonna have the understanding that like you gotta maintain it over the next while. But yeah, I'll put it together for you. I don't mind that. Yeah, Chad is pretty universally aligned on this i do think don't build computers for family don't build computers for friends because every time you do it you turn into tech support for it forever i do think and there used to be a thread on the forum and this would annoy the heck out of me which was yeah i don't remember exactly what it was called but it was some something about like um it was it called tales from tech support i've heard that before yeah i think that's what it was yeah i don't remember um, I know there was a subreddit for it. There was a thread on the forum, all this kind of stuff. That kind of stuff used to bother me because a lot of the stories that would end up in there, just mocking people, were actually just people being like, just gatekeepery like and losers. Like, yeah, like yeah. if if like yeah, okay, don't build computers for family, except it kind of depends. Yeah, like maybe you should. Yeah, I I did one for my parents back in the day, and they haven't needed an upgrade since then. You know what's really fun? There's an NCIX Tech Tips episode where I build, um, where I fix a pin on like a a, a Phenom X3 or something like the Athlon X3, uh, tri triple core, 
and that CPU is in, oh no no Phantom 720 I don't know whatever that CPU is in my parents' computer to this day because <laughs> it was broken and I was like can I just have this and they were like it's a broken CPU get out of here I'm like okay cool um, so that 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 still works they don't bother me about it though I built one for my sister um, she also hasn't bothered me about it. Thankfully, her hubby is pretty technical, though, so she wouldn't really, and she that's wouldn't like, really need to. I will say I have some privilege here because my family's quite technical. Like my yeah. dad and my brother are both very technical. Yeah. But like, if my mom has computer problems, I'm going to help my mom with her computer problems. Yeah, same with my aunt. Like there's, there's, and I'll like write down on the, the all the steps on the piece of paper. Or I'll record a little video for her of like how to do it and stuff. Like if this is a family member that you only ever have contact with when they have computer problems, that's the worst. That's one thing. That's its own kind of realm. I have one of those it's, extended family member who I literally hear from once every year or two when they want to ask me something about a computer. Yeah, see, like that's annoying. Yeah, but no. if this is a family member that you're in like pretty consistent contact with, or like yeah. raised you, yeah, or, or whatever else, like, or tries to help themselves. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. Is if I don't have to explain the same thing over and over and over again, I have a ton more patience for or it. Or maybe they're super not technical, but they like gave it a shot. Just couldn't they figure it, it out. Yeah, you know, and didn't make it worse. Hopefully, yeah. Sometimes a problem, uh, <laughs> but a problem. like there's there's things like that where it's like, man, like just get over it. There's also other ones that I used to find in those threads, which were people literally just complaining about the fact that they had to do a job. Like they were this, that used to drive me nuts too. They would like be in technical support right. at a company, right. and then they'd be like, "These idiots have computer problems." It's like, yeah, it's why you're here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what do you want? Like, stop, stop complaining. They have, they have, like, things that they would rather not do at their job as well. I don't know. Those types of things used to bother me. Like, don't complain about helping people that help you. Yeah. Like, it should be a cyclical thing. If these people, like, raised you in, in a not completely terrible way, maybe I'll... I mean, it with that. yeah, based on how you turned out, I don't know if you owe them any tech support. Wow. <laughs> Rude. Um, I think I owe them lots. Um, but yeah, like if, if there's, if there's, I don't know, just don't be super salty all the time about doing good things for people. But if people are just trying to extract value from you and they don't care about you at all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, don't deal with that either. Yeah. I think both of them are valid stances. I'm holding the line. I'm basically just going, yep, if I could figure it out, then you can figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, then I already saved you hundreds of dollars. You can yeah. take it to a shop. You already did a lot. So yep. I'm over it. Yep. All right. That's it. Next up. Do you really care that much that I rage quit a video game? That's a headline topic to you. Uh, I don't know. Sure. I, none of these other things interest me. I would have like tried to submit topics, but I was genuinely like getting concerned partway through the week because I was like, nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's happening at all. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? All there right. was like, oh, okay, uh, a, a minor continuation on the like Microsoft, Sony and Activision Blizzard uh thing but like that's been going on for a million years and i think people barely care until it gets finalized like do they actually get to buy abk or not um and it hasn't been finalized yet so how about canada may force google and meta to pay for canadian news is that interesting because we've already talked about this at least two times well there was when australia started doing it we've already talked about canada and there yeah okay <laughs> 
I mean, I think it's worth talking about. <laughs> we, we can go into it. Yeah. Look, it's I mean, still a maybe though, and it was a maybe. Wan writer is it's right not, there. It's not her fault. Are you gonna Are you gonna it's look not, right at her happened. and not read it's this? Not, I can't. You, she, she can't make things exist. You can't like knock on like Nvidia store and be like, hey. Do something controversial. We need things for the Wayne show. Uh, Unlaunch a (laughs) GPU. Like I I don't think the writing's bad. Just nothing happened. For a period of five weeks, Google will be testing blocking links to news articles from appearing in searches for around a million Canadian users. The test is a response to Canada's proposed Online News Act, which would obligate them to pay for links to media content that appears in Google searches. Google has described the bill as overly broad and meta has stated that they might restrict access to news on their own platforms should the bill pass into law which is i think what they're trying to do is get people to go to the original sauce for the news so mission accomplished i guess (laughs) australia passed a similar law back in 2021 back then google conducted similar tests and meta restricted links to news articles on its platforms eventually however both meta and google agreed to licensing deals estimated to be worth at least 200 million australian dollars annually Um, We have a note here. Australia is home to Rupert Murdoch, possibly the world's largest news magnate. Uh, The meta and Googles of the world might not feel the same pressure to give in to Canada's demands. Uh, We want more money. How about some of that internet money? (laughs) Stephen Abutman. Um, Anyway, a spokesperson for the Canadian (laughs) Heritage Minister uh, described... Man, imagine that like being your job. Like, I'm in charge of Canadian heritage. Like, okay. <laughs> um, so, like, what, like HBC and like Canada Goose, like coats? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, sure, beavers. Yeah. Um, described Google's actions as a threat and said Canadians won't be intimidated. <laughs> At the end of the day, all we're asking the tech giants to do is compensate journalists when they use their work. Uh, complicating <laughs> matters. It's debatable to what degree Meta in particular can be described as using the work of journalists. Uh, Links to articles and other news content are typically posted to Facebook and Instagram by users and often by the journalists themselves. Uh, Google could be accused in certain instances of replacing the need to click through to articles by extracting snippets that directly answer users' questions. Um, But it's hard to say how exactly that's going to shake out. Uh, The government states that regulators will determine which organizations will be required to negotiate licensing agreements for news content according to principles such as power imbalance and quasi-monopoly status in a given market. So the discussion question here is, is it reasonable for large platforms to simply not link to content that they would otherwise have to pay for? I mean, it's completely up to them. Yeah. And then it's completely up to users whether that platform still has any value to them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, based on how I interact with my Google News feed, I'm not sure how to feel about this because on the one hand... I simply just do not read any article that's paywalled. But on the other hand, I still like seeing the headlines just because I kind of it's nice to just kind of know what's going on. Sort of, yeah. And then if I if it is particularly pressing, then what I can do is I can just sort of see what people are saying about it and read the comments, figure out what at least people <laughs> general people, sentiment yeah, is. Yeah, what general sentiment towards it is. Um and so just not having sort of any awareness of it at all unless i start actually going to like news media websites which i don't remember the last time i ever did like organically just navigated directly to a news site this isn't a super western thing but there is a decent amount of countries that have 
their own kind of news access stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like an inside of Canada aggregate for these types of Canada things. inside news sauce. Yeah. Um, the CBC. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> just be one of them, but yeah, yeah. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like what, uh, what are you going to do? Where will you get your news? Reddit? <laughs> I'm usually happier when I disconnect more from the news. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've also find that I'm usually happier when I use things like Reddit and other various uh, attempts to get you to infinite scroll type applications less. So I've just been more and more disconnected moving forward. I don't know. Reddit usually makes me pretty happy. That was a really well-timed phone buzz. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking it. No bait. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not biting. Let's talk about the first time that I have rage quit a game. Yeah, like ever. I actually think this should be somewhat interesting. I recently purchased an Apple TV and a an Apple Arcade subscription for also, one game. Talked about it many times on Wan Show. Yes, there was a lot of excitement for this. Yes, uh, and it was the follow up to what? It was, uh, well, it's not a follow-up to anything, but it's a very, like, traditional-style RPG, uh, like JRPG, and the the team behind it, uh, which includes Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh, of Final Fantasy VI fame, sort of, like, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, also Nobu Matsa, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, I'm sorry, but the composer for basically, like, every Final Fantasy game ever. Um, so they're on it. A uh, bunch of other folks from sort of that that era were like, okay, um, uh, for, for both of the two headliners, they're kind of going, this could be our last game. Um, let's, let's, let's do it traditional style. It's called Fantasian. Uh, and it's Apple Arcade exclusive. I eventually gave up on it ever coming to anything else because I realized, holy crap, Apple funded the whole thing. This wasn't a licensing agreement. They actually just funded the game. Um, it's also, just for user context, uh, on the Apple App Store, it is rated 4.7 out of 5. Yep. On RPG site, I don't know what that is, it's rated 9 out of 10. And then Google users have given the game a rating of 94% or 94% of users liked the game. I guess it's a Rotten Tomatoes style. Thing. And it's absolutely beautiful. So the environments are actually done in dioramas. So they are. these are all miniatures. Oh, wow. And then the characters and um, elements of the game that you can interact with, like chests, um, like even even uh, like the the fight uh, environments are all done in diorama form. It is gorgeous. It's utterly unique. Like, is this an actual diorama? Yes. That then you have digital characters that, that move around. Then they around scan. It? They Whoa. scan it, and then digital characters move around with it. That's in pretty it. cool. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. That's a cool idea. Um, it definitely has some problems. Uh, I wouldn't say that it takes a pr particularly enlightened approach to its female characters. Um, it, so, for better or for worse, it's a very traditional JRPG, but that's, frankly speaking, not what put me off of it. What put me off of it was the fact that it was mobile first. Now, you might be wondering, if that was the issue, why did I put over 30 hours into it? And that's a fair question. <laughs> well, you were pretty dedicated, right? You, you bought... You were excited for it for a long time, and you bought the whatever I bought it was. hardware in yeah. order to play it. Yeah. 
Um, but the problem is not anything to do with controls. It had full support for controller. Everything was perfect. And I actually spent the vast majority of my time playing it, or actually all of my time, because that was where the Apple TV is, uh, in the theater. So I was playing like on a big screen, no right. problems. Yeah. But I reached about the midpoint. Uh, I think it's the midpoint of the game. It's, I think it's late in part one. I mean, I don't know because I am never going to finish the game. I reached the point where the boss fights started to become hideously unfair. And the vibe that I'm getting is whether this is because it was designed for mobile to keep you playing endlessly so that you'll keep your Apple Arcade subscription, or whether it's because it was designed for an all-you-can-eat platform instead of to be sold for $59.99 or $69.99 on a platform like Nintendo Switch where they'll actually get like a, a, an, an enormous amount of revenue that's really easily attributable to this game. Uh, or whether it's because Apple just doesn't really understand gaming and didn't invest money in certain critically important aspects of the development process. Whatever the reason is, the game basically falls apart in terms of difficulty curve. And it's not just difficulty. I don't mind playing a difficult game. I don't mind sitting in a boss fight for 45 minutes. But what finally made me just put down the controller, turn off the system, and walk out of the room was this fight with um, some spirit wolf thing or something like that, that basically, I kid you not, you can be half an hour, 40 minutes into the fight, and just with a couple of bad RNGs, be at a, at a, at a, at a non-progression bug, essentially. Uh, because what one of its abilities... Okay, so it's got a few abilities. First of all, a problem with the game in general is that your party is three. Uh, which means that if anyone gets knocked, it is now two turns to be back to health, which is a full cycle of your buffs wearing out and their debuffs wearing out, where you cannot do anything. So you have to like reset. Right? Plus, whenever anyone gets knocked, not only do they lose any buffs, but they also get knocked in terms of their turn position. So they lose a turn. You can't just pick them right back up. And then go, okay, but they get a turn now they can heal and, and, you're, back in the, and you're back in the fight. So, uh, so this particular boss has uh, a 1-2 where it can knock one of your characters, then take another action. That other action can be to summon minions. Those minions then get turns right away before you can pick up that knocked character where they can also summon minions. I believe it can summon up to nine total minions. And then randomly, that... Uh, that boss, or not randomly, but every once in a while, and it does seem to be a little bit RNG, it can ca cast a barrier spell on itself that takes 20 hits to wear down. Now, what's really interesting about this barrier spell is that when it casts it, it casts it on itself and all minions at the same time. Oh, God. Now, you Do have... a lot of your attacks, like, cleave everything? You have multi-hit okay. attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most you can do is... Eight. But in that fight, one of the characters is locked. So normally you can actually cycle your characters during a fight. There's so many cool game mechanics. Like the ability to use your entire RPG party in one fight is super cool. And there isn't like a turn wait penalty to it or anything like that. You can just use your entire party in any combination you want in any battle, which is kind of awesome. If one of them gets knocked, no, you can't swap you them until they get You have to res them and up. then swap them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so I can see why they make you wait after someone's res, because otherwise that would yep. be a super that cheap move sense. or whatever yeah. else. But the, honestly, the boss fights are like so long that, you know, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they could have balanced it if they really wanted to. <laughs> anyway, the point is that um, you have one character that can hit for eight. And that character is not the one that you are locked to in that fight. So you must have at least these two. And then you can essentially swap out the other one. And then the most you can do with anyone else is maybe three or four in one go. And that would be to sometimes multiple targets, sometimes to a single target. But that eight one is a single target. Now, you can only do that, obviously, if you haven't, been, haven't had someone one-hitted and then have to spend a cycle picking how, them how up. How often does this one-shot happen? And is it avoidable? Pretty often, no, it's not avoidable. And you were asking about cleaving the barrier. The answer is no. You cannot eliminate the barrier. You can cast barrier. That'll absorb up to five hits, but most enemy attacks, other than just like a basic strike, will will eliminate your barrier. It'll absorb some damage, but it'll be gone. So it's it's an imbalanced barrier mechanic. Um, it can cast it, as far as I can tell, whenever it wants on its entire supporting party. And so what happened was I knew about the barrier thing. I knew that it could hit itself and the other wolves around it, but I'd had pretty good luck clearing out the crowd and making sure that it couldn't hit a large enough crowd with this barrier thing. And then finally, I, like, I, lost, this, I lost it a couple of times, even though I am at the recommended level. And finally, I had one where it actually cast barrier. I should have taken a picture of it because it would have been kind of funny to show you, but it's this entire army of completely invulnerable opponents until I can hit them each 20 times. And I'm just sitting here going... If they playtested this at all, that's not fun. That's not fair. There are strategies you can use. Like, I, I looked it up, old school style, right? Okay, how do I beat this boss? And it's like, oh, okay, this one character has an ability that if you happen to invest in that branch in the tech tree and you've played around with it, you'll know it can be useful for this. And it's like a, like a vacuum. It's like a suction ability that takes all the enemies and puts them in one place so that you're uh, multi-hit, so that it essentially you can hit them all in one go. Except even that didn't solve it because I cheesed it. I looked it up and I was like, okay, I'm going to use vacuum. Uh, but now I must have a fixed party. I have to have the guy that's locked, right. the guy that can actually hit for multiple hits. And then I have to have vacuum buddy, um, who's essentially a chemist, which is like, fine, um, but not great DPS. And oh yeah, did I mention the boss has like a ton of health? So it's going to be a long fight no matter what you do. Uh, so, you can, so you can cheese it with this. But guess what? Vacuum doesn't have 100% hit rate. So even when I cheesed it, I, I, I missed like three of them on a vacuum. And then it cast barrier. And at that point, it's unbeatable. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, well, okay then. Um, there's another cheese you can do. Apparently one of the guys has like a payback type ability. So if he takes a bunch of damage, he can pay it back. But that just counts on you managing to crowd control and stay alive long enough. Now, the obvious solution to this, grind a few levels. Once again... Which the, is why you think it feels like the, it was incentivizing staying on the subscription. Oh, it gets worse than that. Once again, the mobile subscription nature of the game rears its ugly head, but this time because it was intended as a, as a multi-part release, right? Like, I waited. I'm like, I'm not playing part one, then part whatever. I've, I want to know how many parts there are, and I want to sit down, and I want to play it in one go. But because I'm apparently getting close to the end of part one, what happens is the leveling curve changes. <sighs> and the experience that you gain for fighting sort of this tier in you know, this version of the world, this part enemies, goes dramatically down. So if I was to try to grind it, 
I could be playing for hours and hours and hours just to do a, a little bit more damage against this thing when the problem isn't even that I'm not doing enough damage. Like, that might help with crowd control a little bit, and okay, it could make it beatable. But the real problem is that this is an utterly imbalanced fight, and that's it's not fair. Guys, he didn't mean cheesing because he was using characters' abilities. He meant cheesing because he looked up how to do it online. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cheesy. I, I, I like figuring things out. Like, there's one... Okay, there's one boss that also is pretty... Um, pretty gross. Uh, it gets to cast poison on you every single turn. Not its turn. Every oh. turn, it gets to cast poison on you. So unless unless you happened to get a bunch of like poison resist stones that you can equip or whatever else, you are poisoned literally the entire time. Um, and there are other things you might want to equip that aren't poison. And at that stage in the game, you can only have one of these gems for each of your characters. Um, but, you know, I, I, I figured it out. I figured out uh, that you can block poison with that barrier uh, spell it'll block poison so at least my entire party wouldn't be poisoned all the time just whoever got their barrier knocked down like okay fine you know i can work around that but when there's a one hit that is and it's like a way overkill one hit like there's no amount of leveling up that would make it not a one hit anymore it's just not fun i don't want to just sit and res and just use phoenix downs i find completely random one hit mechanics to be very lazy game design in my opinion um unless there's you know, things that you can do. Yes. Then it's fine. And there isn't. Yeah. Like, there, there's another one where... I, I had to look this one up, too, where you can uh, blind it. Um, and there's, like, some gaze move that it uses. But at least there were hints. Like, I, I, I looked it up, and I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so if you blind it, it can't use its gaze ability. But this one, as far as I can tell, it's just immune to everything, and uh, one hits you, and casts barrier um, on everything. Um, Kuzemchik says, honestly, it feels like Lannis doesn't play many Japanese games. The problem is not the difficulty. The problem is the unfunness of the way that the fight is balanced. And what's really frustrating is I feel like they were almost a victim of their own ambition here because a lot of the game is really creative. Uh, they've done an, an incredible job of making boss fights not just feel like a grind in a lot of cases. Um, and even the random battles, they've got this awesome mechanic where random battles do hit you randomly, but you can enable this uh, device that you carry called a dimension that will absorb anywhere from 10 to five random encounters, and then you fight them all oh, at it once. it piles them all up? You it told just, me about that. That it, actually sounds super cool. Yeah, so you get way more time to just experience the environments and, and then the fight is probably like really epic and, and the fight fun. is actually way more fun yeah especially because so many of the abilities can be chained or uh can pierce or can be curved and arced and stuff like it's actually really fun when yeah. it's really fun it's just that it's obvious that it didn't get proper qa because when you when you reach a a, a, a non-progress i consider a non-progression point if, you're, if your whole party is up and all that happened was you, you know, had an ability that RNG didn't grab enough of those guys and it just can RNG cast this ability that completely ends it and you're like half an hour into a stupid fight. Lots, lots That's of bad Japanese game design. and Korean games expect you to farm. Sure, but so if the, I can't the, even the problem farm. Because the curve is so low at that point. That's yeah. the core problem. Yeah, so I can't I can't just grind. Yeah. 
Because the curve's so low. Okay. Like I don't even I don't even mind grinding once in a while. Like that. Okay. So that's another issue. Is there was another one I ran into, which is in this place. If for those of you who have played it, as far as I can tell, not many people have. There's not a lot of discussion about it. But yeah. there's a section called the Triangle of Calamity that I accidentally like wandered into at some point. Sounds cool. I didn't think there was a way to get out of it, so I had to look that up as well because I ran into a boss fight there where even after spending like an hour or two just just grinding, just leveling up, because the issue there was that um, my one of my characters who I really needed uh, because their abilities are the weakness of the boss or whatever, uh, was way lower because I rescued her way later in the time when the party splits up. Anyway, the point is I did a bunch of grinding there, and that was when I figured out the, that the higher level ones were like basically not moving anymore. These lower ones were leveling up. Yeah, yeah. But I went into this fight, and I also couldn't win that one, even with grinding, because it also had a cheap mechanic where it splits into three of itself, and it's it's randomized which ones do what. And so if you happen to hit it with an ability that like marks it, um, so you can taunt them, if you happen to hit it before it okay, splits, okay. then you can tell which one is real. But if you don't, and you hit them... They hit you super hard to the point where it's like one or two turns wasted in order to like pick up a guy again. It's like, this is ridiculous. So I went straight from that one over to the other one and this barrier thing. I was looking at nine wolves with 20 hit barriers on it. And I'm just like, I don't even want to play anymore. Yeah, I don't even want to play anymore. You might be able to get through this, but it's just like, oh man. Yeah, why, why am I bothering? This isn't, this isn't fun. This is one of the reasons why uh, I actually like FTL so much is right. the, the final boss fight, it's very satisfying. Because, mm. like, there's there's three stages to it, and in between every stage, it's a spaceship game, in between every stage, the, the boss will, like, warp away. So you kind of have a second to, like, lick your wounds and get everything kind of back in order. Uh, but you, you can't, like, travel because it's going to come right back and you're trying to defend this base. Right. So you have enough time to, like, if there's literally, like, fires and holes on or in your ship you can like patch it up yeah they uh fantasian but, has a boss that's like that it's running I away from cool. you and you can kind of take if you wait too long to start attacking it and like catching up to it then it like gets away yeah uh, but if you don't wait too long you you do have a little bit you of time can, like, to take care of yourself for a second then re-engage yeah i think that's yeah. really cool and, and like the ways that the, the the fight evolves over time as you fight it is is interesting um i i have always wanted a, like an ftl2 to come out uh instead they worked on a, another game called into the breach which was cool i'm not particularly super into it but it's cool um i i do hope that they make another another iteration of it at some point i've always wanted it to uh there's if i remember correctly there's eight zones in the game the eighth zone being where the boss is and i kind of wish it at the end of every zone there was like a mini boss of some sort right i think that would be cool um but yeah i don't know CW says, LTT is the only channel I've ever seen that claims they can't read Super Chat. Sounds like a load of bull to me. Uh, we've shown screenshots of it lots of times, yeah, how the times. dashboard didn't work. It actually does work now, but we're, I'm just over it Yep. at this point. Um, yep. There you go. If you Super Chat, it'll show up at the top thing for people that are watching on YouTube. That's yeah. About it. So that'll be cool. Um, FTL is really well balanced. Yeah. There's, I mean, like with pretty much any game. There's things that are stronger and there's things that are weaker, but I, I personally find the balance in FTL to be fantastic. And I, I really like how with all the different ships and stuff, you can have these really interesting different feels to, to the run that you take. 
Okay, here we go. Citizen Bean posts on uh, float plane straight from Reddit. Like, excuse me, twenty barriers? Question mark? Question mark? A basically guaranteed instant death attack? Ten plus allies on the battlefield at once that can all receive twenty barriers? This fight is a total cluster. F and even with arrow rain plus Samadair to try to handle the barriers, it is still ridiculous. Yeah, th those those mechanics don't sound fun to me. Um, like, I, I, I tried every possible combination of things to try to break the barrier. If you could break the barrier, no problem. Let's go. But an unbreakable 20-hit barrier is just stupid. I always hate if you're, if you're playing, like, some type of MMO or even just, like, a, there's a bunch of these, like, like four-player RPGs, and there's a boss fight, and the boss has an ability where it just, like, targets one of your party members at random, and it's like, you're dead in 10 seconds. It's like, okay... I guess I'll do what I can for 10 seconds and then just not be able to play the game. Like, this isn't a fun mechanic. Like, it, tr please, like, try to find some other way to add difficulty to this fight. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You can split the party. Like, there's interesting things that you can do to reduce the amount of party members. But when you take two, one or two party members, don't just kill them. Yeah. Put them in, like, a different scenario. Make it so that there's, like, some hallway they have to... They get, like, teleported back or something, and they have to solo fight through this hallway and to regain with the party or whatever it is. I don't know. There's other things that you can do, but, like... Twitch chat's having a pretty good moment over here, asking yeah. if I tried uh, suplexing the boss or casting Vanish in Doom. Um, I, you know what? Yeah, sure. There might be, like, a bugged way to beat it, but I'd rather not play a game than do that, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it just, I don't know, it made me really sad because it was a game I really wanted to play and I feel like it was it was doomed to not be as good as it could be because of what it is and it, because of how it was funded. If oh, Okay, so I was going to say, if you had yeah. to pick one or the other, do you think it's more the funding, lack of time, lack yeah. of QA? Absolutely. So you, you don't think it's more the mobile design? No, the creativity was so high. The mobile issue is, well, they're, they're part and parcel, right? It's built for the subscription model where revenue cannot be easily attributed to that title, right? So yes, you can see playtime, but that doesn't necessarily tell you. And, and like, I don't know how many people are subscribed to Apple Arcade, right? I suspect that it's a lot less than this would have sold if it had come out as a dedicated release for Switch. Oh, yeah. In terms of revenue. I mean, these are, these are industry legends, and, I, I would have bought it if I was on Switch. And the demand for, you know, traditional style JRPGs, warts and all, is pretty high. Like you look at the number of kind of smaller indie games that are that are sort of chasing that uh that older sort of SNES era style, right? Like there's a couple that are on my to play list that I am super excited about. But it was it it was an utter it was an utter disappointment, this one. That is sad. Game development's hard. Um, and it was just, it had so many good ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, I was really enjoying it. Music, so good. Like, just everything about it was awesome. I know, I know you sort of already answered this, but if you had some way to just delete that boss, would you do it and then keep pushing forward? Yeah, I'd like to keep playing it, but I'm just worried that it's just not going to get any better because it's just such an obvious QA problem. If they had had enough people play through this, they would have found this error. It's it's an error. Like it is with, with it how is, their development path went, they might have had to crunch really super hard to get that first act out, 
and had bad QA because of it. Yeah, that's what I suspect. And then, but they they might not have had to crunch as hard for the further acts. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Thunderclash says some of the bosses are ridiculously hard to the point that Hironobu Sakaguchi had to release videos in his channel showing how to beat some bosses. Oh, wow. I mean, as long as there are hints, you know, in the gameplay that tell you, then fine, you know, okay, I had to look it up. I don't mind. I, I would rather, like, if I can't figure out how to beat something in a game, which happens, yeah. and I have to look it up, I would rather I look it up and go like, oh, yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah. Instead yep. of I look it up and I go, there's no possible way I would no have way I ever known figured that. this. You were supposed to look at the symbol in the bottom left-hand corner on the bottom of the physical box when you took it home. For, like, no, I don't. Yeah. Screw off. I looked up two things in Breath of the Wild. Um, in like some in the cult uh, headquarters, I looked up how to get through this wall. I was stuck in this room. There's this like stealth section. And did you play Breath of the Wild? You know, you I never part of it. You didn't finish it. I I adopted it as my. I'm gonna play this on planes game. And then travel stopped. I get it. Yes. Cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, you, you there's this like stealth section, and I would get to the end room. I'm like, this has to be. This has to be where I couldn't figure out where to go. And then I, so I finally I was screwed. I, looked, I felt like an idiot because you just have to switch to like your Sheikah something, something. Anyway, one of the walls is magnetic and you can oh, like move it or something sure. or you can throw a thing. through. I can't remember. You can blow it up. I don't remember. But if, you, if I had just turned on like it's like it would be like playing Batman Arkham Asylum, not, not being able to figure out what to do mode. and not using detective vision or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like just. Felt like like an idiot. I don't mind stuff like that. It's way easier to absorb because I can deal with just me being dumb. But the second thing I looked up in Breath of the Wild is like some, uh, it was some quest or something where you have to find the thing between the thing that looks like a thing. And I found somewhere in the game that matched the description perfectly. And you know how big that game world is? And so I spent all this time like wandering around there uh, just like fighting things and looking for, I, I forget if it was a, a chest or I an entrance to a thing. I never actually played this game either, but I do know all the things you're talking about so far because I had to benchmark it. Right, okay. And I had to find like a benchmarking section. And eventually there was this like room that you could fight in that would spawn exactly consistent enemies in exactly consistent positions. And you could do the exact set of moves against them every time and it worked fine. So I, I remember that. Wait, but from Breath of the Wild? No, uh, Arkham Asylum. Oh, oh, Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about Breath of the Wild again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's this, like, quest. You have to it's, you have to be, like, on a mountain, and it has to be night, and it has to be this, and it has to be that, or something. And I found a spot that actually matches the description. So I had to look that one up, and I was like, I wasn't even mad about that one. I was mad at myself about the stupid hideout, though. Yeah. Super yeah. mad. Yeah. Yeah, Giga Clan hideout, or whatever it is. Try the demo, see what you think. I've play- if, if you're talking about Breath of the Wild, I've played a decent amount of it, and I enjoyed it. I just, I don't know, my brain never shifted to like, hey, I guess we should play this not on planes. Because my whole thing was like, I'm enjoying this, but I don't want to like sprint through the game. I'm just going to play it when I'm on planes and then we're good. Because I would notice like, oh, I have an eight hour flight, start playing Breath of the Wild, feel like I've still just barely started playing and I land. And I'm like, oh, this is great. (laughs) I want to keep this superpower. I don't want to finish it. M. Kirsch asks, I think I know what you're talking about. Is it the one from a crossover with another game? I think so. I think it is. Oh, that's kind of annoying. Yeah, this is a really good comment from uh, Kornosian over on Floatplane. If you could delete the boss, 
if the game gets to the point where the only way to advance is to actually cheat, the game instantly stops being fun for me because I know if it gets inconvenient again, I'll just cheat again. I don't want to cheat. I want to play the game. I want to play the game, right? I don't want to just put in cheat codes. That's not fun for me, right? It's kind of like, uh, oh man. I mean, it's like anything. It's like in sports, right? Like if, if, if it's, if the only way to continue to play is to just cheat, are, are you playing? Are you competing? Are you, uh, what's the point even anymore then? This whole cheating thing is, has been a fairly major conversation in my circles for a bit now. Um, and we, we talked about this. Yeah. You were going to talk about, uh, so like he quit Tarkov. Yeah. What the f- you quit Tarkov? Yeah, it's That's... weird. I've been playing this game for six years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so he just like messaged me on Discord, just like out of nowhere. Yeah, I quit Tarkov. I'm like, yeah. A, I don't believe you. And B, what? Really? <laughs> well, I quit for well, now. No, I, I, I believe you now that you explained why, but like, like yeah. let's talk about that. So uh, Tarkov was made by a developer called BSG. Um, and it's a, it's a really fantastic game. Because, like, okay, so I know some people aren't going to like firearms. My grandpa was a Marine, and then he got into the police force afterwards. He used to train me doing drills down in Arizona, all the type and stuff. So Tarkov's customization level with firearms is completely... A feature for him, a bug for me. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> unquestionably unmatched. Like, yeah. it's it's absolutely wild the degree that they went to all these different systems that they have in the game the medical systems are really just amazing Uh, there's all these different components the the fact you can get like hit in a particular spot and have to use a particular kind of first aid like yeah like you can have there's different types of bleeds and you need different types you need a certain type of bandage for like a light bleed you need things like a, a a cat for a heavy bleed something like that like there's all these it's it's a the game has an insane amount of depth i've i've played eve online and the depth in tarkov feels like it like competes with it really heavily and yet it still has that action that shooter yeah. action yeah. yeah there's really really intense moments like there's it's really it feels extremely unique there's a few games that have tried to come out and be Escape from Tarkov, but like more for normies. And but it just, then it's not Escape from Tarkov it anymore. It never really works out. Like honestly, even as someone who is a relative normie, I enjoy Tarkov more than I'm sure I would enjoy something that's trying to be Tarkov because it's um I don't know, you're just kind of along for the ride. I mean part of it is I'm playing with these guys, right? So I'm just like, I'm going to have a big backpack on and I'm going to put a backpack in it and then I'm going to put a backpack in that. (laughs) It's fun running around with Lionel. Russian nesting backpacks. (laughs) Um, But like this most recent wipe, and it's it's always fun near the beginning of a wipe because no one has cool gear. Like as, as a... So, okay, the game wipes every once in a while. Your character loses all of their uh, custom stats, and you have a stash where you can store all these, like, different firearms, body armors, medical supplies, money, whatever. Um, Every once in a while, there's a wipe. You lose all that stuff. Your character fully resets. Wipes are actually really fun. I know a lot of people are going to think, like, oh, you lost all your progress. Yeah, but now everyone is on the same playing field yeah. and you're playing with these like janky guns so the recoil and stuff is horrible you're gonna like run up to someone and they're gonna have like an ak-74 um that like doesn't even have a buttstock so they try to fire and it's just gonna like fly all over the place and it's just very interesting but this wipe comes around the beginning of it is really fun having a ton of fun with it and then they patch some things that made the game better 
but those patches introduced randomly invisible players. Kind of an issue. Not only are they invisible, but nothing that they do registers on your side. So if they like throw an item on the ground, it's invisible to you. If they make any amount of noise, you can't hear it. If you, sh if you know 100% where they are and you shoot them, nothing will happen. They take no damage. They, like, and they can see you, they can interact with you, they can kill you, they can take all your stuff. Really, really frustrating. At the same time as that's going on, uh, Google it, it's AK-74. Um, at, at the same time as that kind of stuff's going on, um, sound is like super messed up, completely messed up. There's no real functioning vertical audio. Sounds are just coming in completely random directions. Like I'll watch someone walk like left to right in front of my screen and hear them like back there and it sounds like they're upstairs. Like it just, <laughs> nothing makes any sense with audio. Uh, crazy lag all over the place. Everything is just super wacky. So you have invisible players, which people eventually figure out how to intentionally do so they can make themselves invisible. Uh, and it happens to people at random. And you have audio coming from all over the place. And cheating is a genuine major problem in every single multiplayer game that exists. Yeah. So you were saying there's like a big Tarkov creator that, what, like cheated to find cheaters or something like that? Like cheated for science? Th that is... Not public yet, because that video is not out. Um. <laughs> cool. And I mean no offense, but they're not, they're not that big of a Tarkov creator. But they're cool. They make cool stuff. They're growing. They'll get there. I believe in you. I mean, should we just promote them at this point? Or like? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's Goat Moth. He's going to be making a video, which we kind of just ruined. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, we didn't ruin but it. We hyped it. It's genuinely fascinating. It's wild, because he does this whole thing. Wow, I'm just going to completely ruin it. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm going to go into it. Okay, I, guys, just go I, subscribe <laughs> to help, yeah, to help yeah, yeah. make it up to him. The, the O in GOAT is a zero. Go, go find him. Um, so he... Oh, man. Wow. Ooh, I hope he's okay with this. I'm just going to send it. Um, the worst that can happen is he can never talk to you again. Yeah. And tell everyone he knows about what an utter piece of untrustworthy <laughs> shit you are. So, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, it's not that bad. I've had worse. <laughs> um, it, it's it's deeply fascinating. He showed me um, a bunch of clips where, and you have to go watch it because the feeling that you get from it is actually really interesting. And it might only happen to people that have played Tarkov, but I think you should watch it anyways, because, like I said, cheating in every single game. If it has multiplayer, it is rampant, to be completely honest. It's yep. genuinely rampant. Yep. Um, Cheats are so sophisticated now. Joe just linked. Is it public? Oh, this is from two months ago. Yeah, he made that video two months ago. Um, but yeah, cheating in, in, in games is rampant. You see people get caught that are streamers for cheating. Like, consistently. Yep. Yep. It's happening all the time. We've had people... Uh, get pulled out of live events, professional players on professional teams getting caught live because they loaded stuff onto their mouse that when their mouse was plugged in the computer, it would inject and then give them whatever advantage. Like, there's cheaters at every level and there's tons of them. The problem with Tarkov is there's very little being done to stop them. Right. Very little. There's no way to 
watch a replay of the match after the match is over. Um, and whenever I mention that, people are like, oh, it's, uh, I, I don't want kill cams in Tarkov. I'm not asking for a kill cam. I do not want there to be additional information that I could give to other people that are currently playing the game. But once that match is fully complete, it would be good if I could watch it back. Because Tarkov has horrible servers, it has horrible desync, it has horrible tick rate, all this type of stuff. So it's really hard to tell if someone is... Uh, aimbotting you or if there's crazy desync and you just haven't seen them come around the corner yet or whatever yeah. else so people have known that there's tons of cheaters in tarkov forever there's a bunch of ways to be able to know that but people have known for a long time but the degree of which has been hard to tell sure. there's a type of cheating that people have known about which people call esp which is essentially wall hacks right you can see through walls right um <laughs> is it going up Oh yeah, it just we went up three hundred. There we go. Good. Uh, there's a type of cheating in 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 Tarkov called ESP. Not only can you see through walls, but next to people's names, you can see their name, you can see their KD, you can see their their full inventory, you can see the things that they have picked up in the raid so far. Wow. You can see where they're facing, everything, and that is effectively for BSG right now not detectable. How is that even possible? And because there's no replay system, there's no way to see people's perspectives after the match, there's no kill cam, there's no uh, Counter-Strike style Overwatch system, there is nothing. If that's the only way that they're cheating, they're not actually aimbotting, they're not fly hacking, they're not clipping through walls, whatever, they just know where you are all the time. Which in Tarkov is everything. Absolutely obscene level of advantage. Yeah. You're like never going to know. So what he did was he wanted to look into how bad this this thing is. Sure. And I don't want to spoil the whole video. Well, they're all going to watch it. But yeah, you do you do need to watch it. What he did was he went out and did the bad. He got an ESP. Right. Because the only way to figure it out is to go do it. And what he would do, and I'm not going to tell you how because you got to go watch the video, but Goat is publishing the video now. That's probably good. <laughs> 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 what he would okay i'll uh yeah i don't want to spoil it too much man i don't want to screw him over spoil it a little it's okay, fine okay, it's okay. fine he would test people so he yeah. he he brought on like a code of rules because he doesn't want to spoil the game right he doesn't want to make the game worse for legitimate players so he would just follow people around that he thought was cheating he refused to kill any actual players under any circumstance. Okay. So sometimes he'd be following some around and an actual legit player would come up and kill him. And it, it is what it is. He just has to go into another match and figure it out. Sure. But he'd follow these people around and watching how they would react was so interesting. Took him a little while to figure it out. But there's been this thing in Tarkov for a long time, yeah. which people call the wiggle. It was where you're, you look at someone and you just lean, lean peak left, lean peak right, and do it over and over again. So your character just goes like... Yeah, what does it mean? Like friendly or like... Back in the day, if it was two non-cheating players that saw each other, it was a way to indicate, yo, like, I'm cool. We're friendly. They've added VoIP to the game now so you can talk to each other. That's not really necessary anymore. So legit Got players it. don't really wiggle anymore. But if you can see the other person at 600 meters through three buildings and a mountain because right. you're wall hacking and they wiggle at you and they're staring right at you, well, you can wiggle back. So cheaters so he, are using it. He figured out that people were doing this as a sign of like, yo, I'm also a cheater and friendly because there's no possible way they could see you. 
Right. So he would just go harass people. <laughs> and, and he would so like and if you were a normal player you'd have no idea that he was there right so he's not actually bothering any normal players right but because there's a lot of stuff that you just to be clear like it's not like for those of you who don't play tarkov I, which by the way i totally understand um <laughs> it's pretty intense it's fair um there's lots of things that you can do in a lobby that are not just pvp yeah. So there's there's like kind of like uh, missions that you can complete and all that kind of stuff. So just because there are there's a wasted slot in the lobby doesn't mean all of a sudden that this this instance is now completely broken no, and totally imbalanced. Not a problem. He actually probably was not hurting the gameplay experience for the legit players in the lobby at all. I, I seriously doubt that he was. And like there's legit players that killed him. It's also when he was showing me some of these clips, it was. It was soul-wrenching because he would follow these guys around for like a long time and you're convinced inside. You're like, nope, these guys are legit. Like they haven't looked at him. They haven't wiggled back. They haven't done anything. Like, good, good. Yeah. And then he's still following them. He's still following them. He just doesn't give up, doesn't give up, doesn't give up. And then one of them will look over and through multiple walls, just... And the second you see them start leaning back and forth, it's just... It kills you, man. And the amount of times that it happens is deeply disturbing. It's like almost every match. It's also whole teams of players who run up against a four stack of players that are cheating. And confirmed because it's easy to confirm. Right. Because you can't see each other. And oh, right. His cheat thing. Yeah. If there is no line of sight, it shows a green box around them. If there is line of sight, it shows a red box around them. So you know 100% if they can see you or not. And he'll even do things like he'll pull his knife out. Yeah. And then they'll pull their knife out. You can't see each other. You're too far away to hear it. He'll even have people that like they can't see him. And they'll be like, oh, why do you have your knife out? They can't see him, bro. Like, it's so brutal. That's it's so terrible. Brutal. So I, I like, I can't, <sighs> knowing that there's like going to be a cheater in every lobby. Yeah. Why would I play this game? How's that even fun? Yeah. And like, sure, they're not rage hacking. Like people talk about, oh, I get killed by like fly hackers in Tarkov like every match. No, I don't believe you like at all. And after watching Goat doing this deep, deep dive, I don't believe you even more because now I know what they're all doing. Almost all of them are just running these and ESP so systems. And so basically, for someone like you that is actually respecting the integrity of the game, which is a very, it's a very sim-like game. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no, um, you know, it's, there's no Halo-style radar where if people are around you and moving, you just have a dot that shows you where they are or whatever else. Like, it, you actually rely on visual confirmation. There's no outlines showing whether people are friendly or an enemy. Well, and there's camouflage, too, and that's a huge part of the game. Yeah, like camouflage actually serves a purpose. Like it's very sim-like. And so what you're essentially realizing is that nobody is actually playing Tarkov. Yeah. People are just playing run around and dunk on people who are trying to actually play Tarkov. Well, and, and like that's that was one of the weird things about him showing me a bunch of this footage as well is like he he'd run and hide in some bush and a player would just cruise right on by. And instead of being like, yeah, you're playing Tarkov, you hit effectively and he ran by, I'm now like, oh, like, 
what a cool dude. <laughs> He's playing the game legit. I'm like proud of this guy who's not killing goat right now because not because he's not killing him, but because he's not cheating, so he didn't know that he was there. <sighs> Apparently the video, is, the video is live now, so you can go check it out. I think he was planning on releasing it tomorrow and all this stuff, and I just ruined everything, but whatever. It's probably for the better. Uh, my bad. You can hate me later. Um, but yeah, I, that, that, I don't know. It soul crushed me. Because I, I always had this like assumption because every once in a while, someone would get you, and it's just like, man, like really? How did they possibly know I was there? It didn't feel like an aimbot. It didn't feel like anything else. But I was just like, come on! Like I, I was very stealthy. We have multiple people on this team. Like maybe uh, Joe and I will be flanking from different angles, and they like perfectly transfer, and it's a really big angle. Yeah. All this like weird stuff. Where it's just like, man, like I just don't really believe that. And now it's like, well, like it doesn't yeah. even have a kill feed. For nope. example, like which you, is good technically. Yeah, which is which is which is true to its sim nature. You actually have to you actually have to see the uh, opponent drop, and you have to not just see them drop. You have to see them not be picked up. Uh, and unless you're be, cheating, and it, can then be, it tells you they're dead. Yeah, and it can be hard to keep an eye on them because you got maybe maybe they've got friends. You don't know if they have friends because you can't. It's not like everyone's in a party of three or a party of four. You can't take that for granted. Um, it's it's a super cool concept for a game, but I'm looking at it now, going, man, you know, was every match that I was ever in compromised? Probably. And he asked me a really interesting question. I thought, which was, how much cheating is acceptable? Right, because you have to understand at some level, there's cheaters in every game. There's yeah. cheaters in Warzone. Yeah. There was cheaters. I don't know about League of Legends, but I know back in the day dota uh, the the warcraft 3 mod dota yep. there was cheaters in that because you could remove the fog of war if there's a multiplayer game there's going to be at least someone who's finding an unfair advantage and there is no way that companies are going to be able to defeat this completely on their own because uh like, how are you supposed to detect someone taking an external video camera that isn't plugged into the computer, that just looks at the screen, yeah. and performs actions onto a motorized mouse? Yeah. You cannot detect that. Nope. Nothing's even connected to the computer. Yeah. So there's like, no sure, extra there's software running. It's not, it's not reading memory that it wasn't supposed to. So like BattleEye or, or whatever the heck, whatever company has that's supposed to detect cheaters is never, ever going to detect that. And people do do that type of stuff. So the solution is to bring back the physical LAN party. But, okay, so that actually helps a ton. That helps a ton. But like I mentioned, there's still people that cheat on sure. LAN. And then when you catch them, <laughs> you shame them and they never get to come again. Yeah, they're they're banned forever. from banned every life. game. Yeah. Now they can't play anymore. Yeah, I think the stakes are a lot higher. They definitely are in person. I, I seriously doubt there's, uh, like, there's there's no possible way there's as many people cheating on land. But like, it, it's an interesting question, right? And it kind of comes down to the reason why Tarkov is currently ruined for me. Yeah, is because I am now deeply questioning every single engagement I ever have, win or lose. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's. That's not that's not fun. No, it's kind of like uh, oh okay. You know what I find really not enjoyable? 
is uh, like, you know that I play badminton. I get pretty competitive. Well, I get pretty competitive about anything. Yep. And I'm really passionate about badminton. I love it. Um, really enjoy it. Um, I, 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 as someone who's always trying to improve, I love playing with higher level players because they, they push me to my limit, right? But one of the things that I don't enjoy is playing outside of a competitive setting. I love playing ladder nights. Um, I love playing anything where where the, the match matters. And the more it matters, the better. So my favorite format to play is like a point differential format where every point matters because it's like a team format and the oh. the winning team is determined by the total point difference That's in your cool. matches. I like that. Um, so I always... So the more everyone's fighting for every point, the more I enjoy the experience. Because 100%. it's not... I would rather lose narrowly than win by a big margin. Totally. It's kind of my, my general philosophy. Yeah. Um, and I don't enjoy playing when the other person's not trying. You know, when... Because, like, the integrity of competition matters a lot to me and i think you're you're the same way um and so while i enjoy playing with players who are much better i if if i feel like it's a total waste of their time and they're giving it like a 60 percent effort i'd rather we both just conserved our energy yeah I, I i would i want it i don't mind losing as long as i can reflect on that situation and figure out how i can do better moving forward and maybe that's not an immediate thing Maybe in a in in like a shooting game, it's like okay, I need to sit on some aim trainers because honestly, this guy kept his aimer on me significantly better than I kept mine on his, and I lost because he's just better at the game. Yeah, it's like okay, well, I I want to practice that. Someone just mentioned in the chat, Valve just banned forty thousand players from Dota. We do need to talk about that. Yeah, so like it's not it's not just shooters either. It's super cool. They put a honeypot into the game, I heard so about that. there's like a, a particular memory. Um, like a mem like a, a chunk of memory that had some kind of useful data, but that they made it so the game would never actually look in it. So only third-party applications were checking it. That's and so they basically just went, yep, with a very high degree of certainty, we can tell that every single one of you who uh, checked the values in this, I think it was, was it RAM or was it storage? I can't remember. But anyone who looked at this, is a cheater. Bye bye. Um, see you Good. later. I mean, for a free to play game, like realistically, they'll be back with a new account and whatever. But, but still, they lose whatever they had. Whatever they which had. Is good. Um, at least inconveniencing them is good. Tools of Ownage says, and we've actually talked about this. Um, you know, I, I I think I've I've gotten less certain um, seeing the the catastrophe that was Stadia and the complete lack of newsworthiness of anything that's going on with... I don't even remember what Amazon's game streaming service is called anymore. I mean, NVIDIA's had some big wins lately. They announced that partnership with Microsoft. But uh, Tools of Ownage talks about, well, the solution could be game streaming so that everything is server-side. Everything. That yeah. wouldn't help with something like a camera pointed at the screen and, like, the mouse playing the thing. But I, other than farming gold or something, you know, like... There's an old reference, you know, wow, wow, wow style, right? Um, you know, that, I think, I think that if the cheat gets to the point where they're not even sitting in front of the computer anymore, <laughs> I think a lot fewer users will be incentivized yeah, to do it. I think the, the problem that I'm having with this type of stuff is, is how intense it is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's very overwhelming. Um, but yeah, things need to be done about it. Yeah, game streaming, though. Uh, we've talked about how that could be the reason 
Like I, I talked about like gaming experiences that are impossible um, with everyone, uh, with everything done client side, like like massive environments or you know massive, massively multiplayer games or things like that. But I think getting rid of I'm not getting rid of, but dramatically reducing cheating could be a major incentive. There's there's some interesting stuff too, like certain cheats uh, that people use for Tarkov. You can't actually run if you have Valorant installed. Valorant's super invasive, like Ring Zero, ridiculous anti-cheat will find the Tarkov one and freak out. Wow. So there's another thing where like part of this argument wants me to wants me to like I almost want my gaming computer to be like a specific device for gaming like I almost want my gaming computer to go more into the, like the console direction where it's like okay well yeah I sat here on WAN show and got mad about Valorant's Ring Zero anti cheat but at the same time I don't I'd want be cheaters in my game. Pretty okay with like installing a separate SSD or partition or whatever and just having that for only games and I use it for nothing other than games. And I just let invasive stuff come in and people are going to bring up or they can look at other I don't know what the exact perfect answer is. But like <sighs> this ain't it. <laughs> is is what I have to say. Yeah. You know what might be it? Uh maybe we should do a couple merch messages. Dan, do you want to hit us with some merch messages while we uh before we do some some more topics or sponsors or whatever the heck it is? Uh if you guys are not familiar with merch messages, you uh check out the cool stuff on ltdstore.com. We showed off the new WAN desk pad. We've also launched a lot of great stuff recently. The track suit is actually doing really really well. You guys seem to be super into that. Um <laughs> Or you can just, if you just want to send a merch message, you can just like pick up a gift card or something like that. You can pick something up later if nothing catches your fancy, but Dan might reply to you. If you have like a shout out, it can go up here, but he usually selects a few for me and Luke to address on the show. And we're going to do a couple of those now and then we'll do some more later. Sure. I've got one here from Matthew. Hi, Linus and Luke, longtime fan. Hi, Matthew. First time merch messenger. <laughs> Mystery shirt for that real life loot box. When nice. it comes to hiring, do you find all applicants are fans? Uh, does that make it difficult to hire? Not even close. Honestly, the bigger we've grown, the lower percentage yeah. that claim to be claim to be viewers, um, especially as we've grown outside of hiring just video editors and tech writers. I've also had experiences where I, I think what's happening is there's fans of the channel that know people that do things that we're hiring for that like link them the job posting because i've i've asked people like like how did you find this and they're just like oh, it's a job posting what do you mean um, and like <laughs> what like what's what i don't want to give away what interview i'm talking about too much but let's say this is not the question i asked but yeah let's say, like what's your a, favorite video it'd be a shame like, if someone complained about your interview process on reddit or something <laughs> <laughs> like what's your favorite video or something and they basically just go like i don't know i don't watch at all yeah and it's like oh wow like I didn't actually expect that, but cool. Yeah, like the Wan Show, Wan Show writer, new Wan Show writer, who hopefully we can introduce. Um, if she makes it through her probation. Um, was basically, I was like, "Have you watched the Wan Show?" And she's like, "Well, I did as preparation for this job." Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It's like my SO's super into it. I'm like, All right, fair enough. I've I've ranted against. I think it's like Star Wars and Halo, where they specifically hired people that did not like the franchise because they like wanted to make it different. I think that's stupid. But you don't have to hire people that oh. are pre-existing fans yeah. either. Like, it. <laughs> I think I just heard him. <laughs> yeah. Emotional damage. Yeah. Yeah. I think you threaded that needle well, making the <laughs> reference recognizable without crossing into like questionable. Uh... <laughs> Anywho, got him. You want another one? Sure. This one's from Mason. Hey, Linus and Luke, I know bringing on guests isn't a common theme for the WAN show, but is there a person that if you had the opportunity to bring onto the show, you would? Bill Watterson, my hero. That, yeah, that was sweet. no hesitation. That'd be sweet. Yeah, well, you know what? The reason I was thinking about it was because he's like one of the few creators ever that I would just buy anything that he licensed. Like I, I have would, never not enjoyed. I would have Calvin and Hobbes anything. Yeah. Um, and he stubbornly refuses to give it to me because he's like, eh, you shouldn't merchandise things for money. And I'm like, okay, that's fair and I respect it, but I really want to throw money at you. So this, <laughs> we, we're at an impasse here. <laughs> Just create more stuff then. Um, and, but I mean, the last thing, the last thing I would want to do is bother him though. So I yeah, was so anyway. The enough. reason I was thinking about it was because I was sort of reflecting on my fandom. I'm not a fan of much. I am a fan of Bill Watterson, um, and what made me think about it was the conversation we were having a little while back on Wan Show about fan interactions, and you know what the right way or wrong way to approach them. And what I realized is that while you and I talked about what works for us, I feel like you would have to tailor it. If I ran into someone that wants to be talked to oh, and wants yeah, to be definitely. approached, I would take a different approach. Whereas if I ran into Bill Watterson, I would say absolutely nothing. I would just go, and then I would like leave. Right. Because do you think, do you think it's appropriate yeah. to do like the head nod at least? Um, I don't know. So I've Every, done that before. Everything I've ever read about him and he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He just uh, he doesn't just, want anything. He just like seems to value his privacy and, uh, fair enough. I just, I'm like okay, but if I had it, if I could pick anyone to have on the WAN show, then I'm like, all right, let's go. Cool, let's yeah. go. As long as it wouldn't bother him, I would respectfully ask for him to be on the WAN show. So assuming, assuming like a, a, um, a, it's a, a consensual, I can have anyone on the WAN show. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'd be uncomfortable. Like, I can force anyone at gunpoint to be on the wedge. I'm like, no, 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 not that's not cool. <laughs> I think, huh, I think Todd Howard. Hmm. Because really? I would genuinely Damn it. be very interested in the conversation more than I would actually be interested in, like, I'm going to fanboy over Todd Howard, you know? Okay. Sure. I don't know. I can tell him that the WAN show just works. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Give us one more and then we'll move on. All right. That sounds good to me. Uh, to roast him. No, and I understand why people would say that, but just to talk. Yeah. I would. I would ask him things that... I think people that would want to roast him would ask, but I would also ask him things that I think are automatic wins. It, 
just because horse armor exists and some other things have happened doesn't <laughs> yeah, horse mean that armor. he hasn't made absolutely legendary products at the same sure. time. So, yeah. That's fair. Okay, this one's from Marcus. Any tips for devices slash tech to have in a studio student apartment? A computer. Studio student apartment. Battery a bank? Student studio apartment. Yeah. A laptop? Light bulbs. <laughs> TI-83 plus graphing calculator. Nice. Uh, I mean, or whatever the, whatever the probably much newer one is. Yeah. No, yeah. it's still that one. <laughs> is it really? Shut up. No, it's not. Uh, ask Floatplane Chat. I'm pretty sure it Can't is. Can't be. What is it? Sorry? TI-80 something has been TI-83 plus was what I said. There's got to be a newer one. There's no way. And they're still $200. That's stupid. That's stupid. We should we should make a clone on LTT store. TI eighty four apparently no no they've moved on they've moved on TI eighty four silver. TI wow, except I'm pretty sure that has been there for like at least a decade. Okay, yeah, no, there's TI eighty four plus. Yeah, all right. TI eighty nine titanium. Let's go. Wow, okay. this thing looks ancient. All right. All right. Why don't we move on to our next topic? Oh, oh they have they have like uh, TI Inspire and it has like a color screen and stuff. We got to do sponsors. Thanks to NordPass for sponsoring today's show. If you use your Google or Facebook account to log into other sites and apps, you may be putting your personal info at risk. Whether it's just losing access to your accounts or becoming a victim of identity theft, NordPass can help avoid these situations. NordPass assists by creating unique and secure passwords on your behalf. It will recall and autofill your information on sites, and the built-in password generator provides you with a complex password, saving you the stress. NordPass also makes it easy to share passwords with those on your team that may need access to systems and software. So see for yourself how automating the manual aspects of storing online accounts and sharing sensitive data can save your team hours throughout the work week while keeping your information safe. Get an exclusive deal plus an additional month free with code Linus at nordpass.com Linus. And as always, there's a link in the show notes. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's show. Magic Spoon's healthy yet delicious cereals have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five net grams of carbs per serving. You can now build your own variety box with the best-selling flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And you can even add their cereal bars to your box too. With one gram of sugar, four net grams of carbs, and only 130 calories per bar, they are a delicious snack. Additionally, all of Magic Spoon's products are 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Don't like what you got? Magic Spoon will fully refund your first case of products. So click the link below to try out some of Magic Spoon's tasty offerings. Build your own variety box at lmg.gg slash magicspoon and use code WAN for $5 off. Thanks to XSplit for sponsoring today's show. XSplit is a cutting-edge software company that provides advanced broadcasting and video production tools for creators, gamers, and businesses. XSplit offers a range of products like Broadcaster and Vcam. Broadcaster allows users to capture, produce, and stream high-quality video content to popular platforms such as Twitch and YouTube. Vcam allows users to remove, replace, or blur the webcam background during a video call, live stream, or recording, creating a more professional-looking and distraction-free video. So check out XSplit today at lmg.gg xsplit and use code LINUS for 69% off your first purchase or subscription. Nice. What do you want to do for our next topic? I am just kind of staring at merch messages, hoping to get to those. Um, really, like, no, very little happened in the world of tech this week. It was I all, mean, like, legal stuff. Which... Okay. I, I want to talk about Amazon's telehealth expansion. Ugh. 
Amazon bought American healthcare provider One Medical, which offers subscribers 24-7 on-demand telehealth services and same and next-day in-person medical appointments at one of its 125 offices. The deal was announced last year but was delayed by an FTC antitrust investigation. Amazon is looking to expand One Medical to compete in U.S. primary care against other outpatient clinic chains owned by CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart. This has raised concerns about vertical consolidation as large corporations increasingly buy up smaller players in the market. Amazon already offers medication through its online pharmacy, and the acquisition will give Amazon access to even more medical data, which it uses for analytics and machine learning, both on patient health outcomes and staff well-being. There's definitely no issue with the people that sell you food and everything else that you buy in your life also having all of your medical data. Cool. Sweet. Like if people watch the show for a while, they know that I'm probably not so into this. <laughs> but yeah, I, for one, think it's great. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I wonder what's interesting is if you are currently a customer of One Medical and you don't want your medical data being taken by Amazon, I wonder what rights you have. Because it's like, I don't think you can GDPR it. Because yeah, it's an American you're only American. company. Yeah. Yeah, get f***ed, so basically. Like, is it just all going to Amazon no matter what? There, there might be a way to deal with it, Maybe. but I... I don't know. I don't know. Something I to it. consider if you are a one medical customer. I'm willing to bet there was something in their T's and C's that's like, yeah, we'll keep everything super private and we won't share it with anybody. By the way, we might get acquired at some point. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, it's usually in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of depressing. The... Like, what industry are they going to not be in in 20 years? I mean, Wall-E is looking more and more prophetic by the time. What was by the time? I don't remember by the, the day. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what the super company was in that one. By and large. By and large, Or yeah. by and large yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, so I was, think they were basing it off of like It was Walmart. Amazon plus Costco or something as far as oh, I okay. could tell. It was like yeah. basically they were just involved in everything from... Merchandise sales to space travel. Okay, it's Amazon. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you have so much money that you can just buy your way into literally any industry. We if, are now a market leader. Yesterday, we did not exist. We just bought We, we just bought the, the, the human... The, the actual physical assets and the, the like the human like knowledge capital the entire like it's essence like, of this entire industry now belongs to us lol by the way the prices are double now hope you like that cuz we i mean we spent a lot on this and we are think of the shareholders <laughs> yeah. we've talked about this before it's it like when when best buy came up into canada it yeah. wasn't like Best Buy and Future Shop fought for a while. Future Shop was uh, basically exactly the same as Best Buy in Canada. Yeah, but except... like worse because the salespeople were commissioned and really pushy. Yeah. Yep. So that and their color was red instead of blue. Other than that, yellow. it was like, it was yellow? Best Buy? No, Future Shop. Yeah, I just, no, Best Buy, yellow. Best blue? Buy's blue. Shut up. Yeah. Hold on. Pull. Pull. Best Buy is blue. No, that's it. Don't go on the website. All right. Pull. No, no. I, okay. I don't know how to create okay. a pull. Yeah, 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 I don't I remember. It, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You always show it to me and then I always forget. 
<laughs> it's so straightforward. Best Buy is what primary color? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. In the meantime, uh, what were what were we talking Why about? Think yellow. Can't remember. We we're talking about the by and large. Yeah, I. Man, so Amazon's they've got Ring, so they've got cameras all over your house. They're yeah. gonna have your medical data, so they're gonna know like. The Don't they have that little robot with the camera on it too? Body, yeah, and, like, the little like drone thing and stuff. Like, uh, they know all the products you buy. They're the primary employer in more than one, you know, significant municipality. Not only can they deliver your food, but they also have uh, what's that? Oh, man. Big food chain. Oh, Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. They also yep. own Whole Foods. Uh, yeah, like. Terrifying. It's blue, bro. It's yellow. 87% it's yellow. Of the 52 votes are for, blue. for yellow. What? No. Yeah, 50, oh, 50, 55, 55 for yellow. Not percent. Yellow's going up. <laughs> I think you guys are just trolling me. No, it's blue. Yes, yellow is the accent color, but it's blue. When yeah. you walk in there, what are they wearing? When you, wa when you go up to the store, what color is the Best Buy logo on? Boom. Got him. Roasted. <laughs> the background's blue. Shut up, it's yellow, isn't it? The tag? The tag is yellow, right? I'm pretty sure the tag is blue. Oh, that tag is yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, but no. Luke screen. Luke screen. What color? What color is the No. There. No. There. That's what I'm talking about. Look. It's the background is blue. I what? think I think the I think this is old. What color was the favicon? What color does Best Buy think their color is? Go back, go back. No, you go back. You have to go back. Favicon yellow. <laughs> BestBuy.com. No, no, Best no. Buy, uh, employee. And you're wrong. Hold on. And you're wrong. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And you're wrong. Look, they're wearing blue shirts. They're all wearing blue shirts. That doesn't mean their color is blue. Their color is still yellow. And look, the, the banner. This, oh, that's a Windows no, banner. No, we're not looking at your screen anymore. <laughs> okay, you We've had one. enough of your screen. The uniform is blue. And yeah, the yellow logo is old. The entire building is blue? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, you know right. it's a good WAN show when we're debating what color Best Buy is. <laughs> we do have an update for you guys. Um, uh, this came up on Reddit, and it's an update to the Apple Unlock uh, story that we talked about recently. Oh. Uh, so apparently a large number of recent-gen Macs have wound up unusable on the second-hand market due to an activation lock. Apple does, it turns out, have the ability to distinguish between locked devices that have been reported missing or stolen and locked devices with a clean record. And in some circumstances, Apple can and does unlock those devices upon request. So this is interesting because when we were talking about this, we were basically saying, well, hey, in the interest of reducing the incentive to steal a device, we actually kind of support um, non-bypassable device locks, right? Except that it is bypassable. So this complicates things. Uh, users of r slash setup app have submitted dozens of devices through Apple's activation lock removal service, and a few patterns have emerged. One. Only devices with a clean status were unlocked. What does makes, that mean? Which makes sense. That it was not reported stolen uh, or missing. Makes sense. Two, the vast majority of devices unlocked were an iPhone 8 or earlier. 
The iPhone 8 was discontinued in April of 2020. Three, all unlocked devices had been unused for at least a year. Four, when devices were unlocked, it appeared to happen through an automated system. When devices were rejected, it took significantly longer and went through a human review. So unless there was a fundamental change in the system after April 2020, this would seem to indicate that Apple might have the ability to unlock newer devices or could contact the original owner of the device and inform them of the unlock request, giving them the option to confirm or deny. We have raised issues with that, though. Yeah, there's there's potential like privacy issues um I, I think there's just potential customer experience issues like i just i wouldn't want like okay so what i haven't used my htc vive in four years and for whatever reason it was locked somehow um and htc just what like phones me and it's like hey can you deal with this I'm like i mean yeah i guess so but also Sorry, why? It would just sound like a scam. Yeah, why? Yeah, why are you contacting me? This is weird. E email or phone or whatever. I would yep. just assume it was a scam. Yep. Yeah, I, I get that. Is chat still seriously talking about Best Buy Keller? Oh no, they're not. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I I don't know. I just continue to be disappointed by Apple's attitude. You know, where they they'll they'll talk about how great they are and environmentally friendly they are and whatever, whatever, whatever. And then when push comes to shove and they have an opportunity to keep devices out of a landfill, they invariably do not take that path. Because at the end of the day, the only thing their shareholders care about is how many iPhones they sold this quarter. It's just all there is to it. And if they were just if they just owned that and they weren't so like hippy touchy feely about everything i'd be like okay yeah fair enough so you're soulless and evil and you just wear it on your face like okay fine fine but just the the duplicitous the duplicity duplicitousness <laughs> two-facedness there we go nice i just I, I find it so hard to deal with there's, um, there's one that we might actually disagree on which might be interesting hit me uh china suppresses i disagree <laughs> China suppresses public no, access to AI chat. <laughs> Regulators in China are apparently telling Chinese tech companies to restrict access to AI-powered chatbots made outside of China and to report to the government before launching their own in-house chatbots. No, I disagree. AI image generators are already censored in China, and Baidu's chatbot, Ernie, will refuse to generate images of... Tiananmen Square. That makes sense. Synthetic content like deepfakes are far more restricted than in the West, not only to protect citizens from impersonation, but likewise to restrict the potential for parody and mockery of Chinese authorities. It is possible that the same factors that make large language models sometimes respond unpredictably unpredictably or fabricate information may also make them difficult to effectively censor unless their data set is also fully censored. Yeah, this could be. Uh, I've, I've uh, just unrelated to these notes here. I was, I was reading about this, and apparently there's some criticism in China of the government's efforts to restrict this, the, the data sets of these large language models, and basically going like, look, uh, because of you know what you know you're being thin-skinned about you know Winnie the Pooh generated images or whatever, we're gonna fall behind. America in this tech war? Like, so are you serious right here's, now? Here's the thing, though. Yeah. What is your stance on them? So I didn't actually know the whole thing, which is why I sure. thought we were going to disagree. So I'm going to I'm going to narrow it down slightly. So just them blocking, uh, let's say outside 
of China made. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. What is your stance on that? Well, I mean, what I do think, you think they should do? I just think it's stupid. So what is your... I, I think I knew you said that at some point. I don't know if we were like talking about it offline oh. or what. So that's why I thought we would disagree. Because I don't actually necessarily think it's that stupid. Because, and my reason for this, is look at how we're all reacting to TikTok existing at all in the West. And they're like, oh, China's using a different algorithm here to get the kids to watch dumb things so that they don't have good aspirations when they're getting older and all this type of stuff that we have talked about on The WAN Show before. I don't know that I would assign like, causality necessarily to those things. I think there are, there are much. Mm, ah, mm. I think I don't think TikTok's helping. <laughs> as far as my understanding goes, there is a difference in the algorithm for in China and out of China. Where in China it directs them more to like science and education type topics and right. like wellness stuff, and outside of China it directs them to just who's making them watch the app more. Yeah, okay. Which is, to be completely honest, not different to how basically anything that's made in the West is made anyways. Yeah. So the criticism there is interesting, but, uh, but yeah. you know. But I don't know. If I, was, if I was the Chinese government, I would be concerned about, like, ChatGPT. I yeah, think I would be. losing this tech war. Not only just that, but we've had the conversation here, right? To be able to make these things work better, say you're uh, a software developer, to make it be able to work better, you might have to give it some information. So if they allow everyone to use it, uh, imagine you're a developer for X government. Let's, not, let's, let's remove China from the conversation sure. because there's a lot of situations France. there. France. Let's say you're, you're a developer you, for the... Paris is not on fire for a change and you have other concerns. <laughs> there's other stuff to work on. <laughs> it doesn't smell like pee right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love, love you, love you, France. Beautiful city. Um, but like, it, it, it's interesting because it incentivizes you giving it a lot of information because it will work better if you do. Right. Yeah. Like it is actually a massive security problem. We talked about that on one of the first episodes. We talked about ChatGPT at all, which was like, oh yeah, it can't read your internal API docs unless you give it to it. Yeah. Then it can. And like people have a hundred percent done that. I guarantee it. I I know that people have done that. <sighs> I don't know. It's interesting. This and the deep fake stuff. Like yeah, we can. I've taken this stance a bunch of times on the show, which is where, like, if you start banning this stuff, other countries are just going to surpass you. Like, it's not like other people aren't going to make it. So at, at a certain point, like, what's the point? But then we have also brought up the argument of, like, yeah, they were bad, which was nice. But when people deepfaked us having a conversation on the WAN show, that kind of sucked. When people deepfaked other people in significantly worse ways, that sucked a lot more. Like, I don't know. It's not like there isn't problems with these technologies. And if they make it so that you're only allowed to use ones that are made in country, they might be able to have more control over it. There's also the downside that that might restrict their level of innovation or whatever else, which is concerning. But I don't know. It's deep fakes, AI technology. It's, it's a really interesting landscape. And I can understand why different governments might react to it in a variety of different ways um, is, is, I guess, all I can say. I can run at 3200 megahertz, respectfully asks us to delineate between Parisians and the rest of the French. 
Parisians are specifically known to be the worst uh, in italics. Uh, I I don't know. This is one of those things where everyone's perception and everyone's experiences are different. You know, I hear a lot of the reputation that the French tend to have, whether we're talking Quebecois or Parisian or France French, the rest of the rest of France. My experience has been very overwhelmingly universally positive yeah, in I, all of those places. So I just don't really, I shouldn't say I don't really get it. I should say I can respect it because every, um, every time I've talked to anyone about it or witnessed anything, the issue they have is if you don't even make an effort to um, engage with them on their turf in their way. So if you just walk up to someone in Montreal and speak English, where realistically, like a solid like 75% of people speak fluent English anyway, um, they're just going to pretend they don't understand you and um, you can basically just f*** off. <laughs> Whereas if you walk up and you're just like, je, toilet, uh, sil, uh, there's going to be like, don't worry about it, the toilet's over there, and... Uh, you know, let me know if I can help you with anything when you come out. Like they're chill, right? Make even make even the slightest effort, and it's like fine. And honestly, I I can't. Ugh, are we gonna get spicy today? I can't say I don't feel the same way. Like, I I don't get running into people like in my neighborhood where I live who don't speak a single word of English, even though they've lived here for twenty five years. I have a. Okay, yeah, that's a different thing. I, I was going to say, I have a different take on that because I find it fun. I've encountered it, and I'm just like... I don't like if someone if someone speaks to you in yeah. a language that you don't understand, and I've seen this on both sides. Yeah. When when I don't understand the... Yeah, whatever. I've just seen it on both sides. But if someone speaks to you in a language that you don't understand and then gets mad at you for not understanding it when... In that language, usually, yeah. which is really funny. And they just, like, start yelling at you, still in that language, assuming you're yeah. going to understand it now. It's like, bro, no, I, I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I was in... I'm just going to divert because I, I think we're going down a not great path, so I'm going elsewhere. Um, sure. I was in I was in Paris slash France, because it wasn't just Paris, visiting Shadow fairly recently. And we weren't, like, in Shadow's offices the whole time. We cruised around. We we're checking out different tourist destinations. We'd go to different cafes, doing whatever, all that kind of stuff. It was great. Everyone was really nice. I don't know. I didn't really get it. I did walk past part of the street that legitimately made me almost hurl. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like... I mean, New York's the same. Any, like, big city that had a sewer designed, like, 300 years ago or whatever is going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, brutal. But... Based on what people had told me earlier in that same day, I had remarked about how I was confused because it didn't smell bad at all. And I was confused. It was just very, this like one specific spot whenever we'd walk by it, it was really bad. But yeah, people were nice in Paris. People were nice in other parts of France that we went to. I had no problem with it. That might be because of like how I interacted with those people. So they were respectful back. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I had no problem there. I thought everybody was great. Uh, Bordaga asks, is Linus say you're an American speak English fellow? Absolutely not. A, I'm not an American. And B, uh, it's not like the area that I live in is like, uh, you know, a little Italy type it's, area or anything like that. It's like, 
literally everything's in English. You would have to have completely inoculated yourself from anything and everything in order to not be exposed to it and to not have to use it at all. Like it's kind of, it's, it's shocking. It's like almost admirable. If I moved to Japan, I would want to learn Japanese. Whether you wanted to or not, you just probably should, um, is sort of obvious to me, but fair enough. Yeah. The should just doesn't apply. Cause for me, I would want to anyways. So like it is, it's yeah, it'd be almost irrelevant. All right. Why don't we move on to YouTube? Adding dubbing podcasts and 1080 premium. Whew. So Follow. before sure. we get into this, I just want to shoot in because I like recommend using it. I complained on the show fairly recently, I think three or four shows ago, about how despite being, being a premium member and despite literally every single video that I would click on, manually switching it to the highest possible resolution yes. for a long time, being really diligent about it doing every single time, it was still automatically putting me at the bottom resolution forever. I complained about that. While I was on the show, I had the idea of like, I should just make an extension that automatically picks the highest possible resolution. Ooh. And then while I was sitting there thinking about that, being like, I shouldn't announce this, I should just do it someone mentioned in chat like hey there's nice. this extension that does this and i was like oh sick so i went home checked it out got it installed it and have been running it for a long time and it's great so mine just automatically picks his, uh picks absolute maximum now because i was like for a long time it's just be like oh whatever like 1080p is fine i don't need to like crank everything so crazy yeah but no they wanted a war now it's max every time no matter they're what they're gonna get one <laughs> yeah, screw it Ugh. um Anyways, the actual topic. Though. Following last week's leadership change, YouTube has announced a series of new features, including experimenting with a new 1080 premium. Sorry, no, I was going to say 1080p premium, but it's 1080 premium video quality with a higher bit rate. Uh, despite concerns, YouTube does not currently appear to intend to decrease the quality of the current 1080p setting um, to encourage paying for the premium version, uh, but the new 1080 premium will run at 13 megabits per second instead of 8 megabits per second with unpaid 1080p. I'm sure it's still variable. I think that's just like a general target. Yeah, I don't think this like is that. just an average. Yeah. For the last year, a small group of creators has been testing a new dubbing system, soon to roll out more broadly, which adds the option to create multiple dubbing tracks on a single video, uh, similar to the current system for subtitles, rather than having to create a different video for each language. Uh, I believe we were part of that beta. You say that includes us, right? We have, we have tested it. I'm really excited about it. I think uh, I, mm, I pinged Ed about it earlier this week, and I think I was told that the the first, like, integrated into the workflow video is going to be very very soon let me just have a quick you know what i might have talked to him in person i think i just popped in on him so nope i don't know i don't have it on my i don't have it on my phone but i think we're going to be ready to roll out i think we're doing spanish first don't quote me on that but i'm, I'm pretty sure because that's what most of our initial testing was done on it will also be possible to designate tracks and videos as podcasts in YouTube Studio, as well as adding them to YouTube Music. Oh, okay. Dan's not there. So um, I guess I don't really know. Uh, chair. Uh, chair, Secret Labs chair. Nope. I guess he didn't make it in time. <laughs> uh, we're done having this conversation. Sorry. You can't okay, have his Dan. sweater on screen. Uh, do you have any idea how our podcast platform uploads work? Because uh, I don't even know. 
I have recently found out yeah. because we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, mm. So podcast uploads are handled hands. by Sven. That's random. Very random. Yeah. That this isn't is Sven on the business team going to change? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I I only just learned this. Oh, okay. We're uh, we're looking into it. There oh, might be some kay. reasons, stuff like that, but it's also like not automated. Reasons like that we rolled a, a 106-sided die and it landed on Sven. Like, <laughs> I think you have been I, chosen. I think maybe <laughs> things like Spotify. You are the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe things like Spotify might get different ads than other platforms. That's correct. Yeah, there are specific ad reads oh. for Spotify. And then because our ad reads are a variable length and at variable points in the video, I see. It can't be automated. It's just whenever I feel like doing it. And also for a different amount of time, right? Cuz you mm -hmm. don't you wouldn't do it for like, okay, for the exact next 90 seconds no matter what, we are doing an ad like a section of ads. Like it's not structured like that. Right. So uh, you can't really automate it, so that means if there's a long weekend, it's not going to be up on podcasting platforms until like Tuesday. Tuesday. By which point, you might as well just start watching clips because you know who has time to watch like a four-hour yeah. podcast. So we're like hyper hamstringing to. our own podcast. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious how Wan Show is, as far as I can tell, actually an enormous podcast. Yeah, and yet we do everything we can to make. Try to make it not. To impede its <laughs> success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I put these wrinkles here on purpose. You guys know that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's brutal. Uh, but, yeah. I, I I think the irreverence is why they like it. <laughs> I, I want it to be automated in some way. It's a feature. I just don't know if it can be. Because oh, okay. of how we structure the ad spots, unless we started doing like we have the timer, right? So unless we started doing okay, the the, the but there's some amount of variance in the recording start and the recording end, so it's always going to be a little odd. I don't know if there's some way where we could automatically splice out if we started being really rigid about the duration of ad spots and when we did them and stuff like that. Yeah, but we don't want to do that. So like, it, it keeps coming back to if we want to I love how have... he uses the word we to mean Linus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we... <laughs> you used it after a while. Um, if, <laughs> if you... <laughs> hey, I stopped signing things for you. Is that... <laughs> Have you though? Uh, yeah, because now I, I can just sign things as myself on behalf of the company. We just we just changed that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I'm not hearing any of this. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, if we want to have custom ads on those platforms, it's going to have to be manual to to, to some degree. Um, yeah. Dark Twenty Four says no, Linus. It is not why we like it. Some of us tolerate it because nothing will change, no matter what we say. You being a troll is not funny. <laughs> why am I laughing then? Oh man! Oh, no. Casual forgery on the Wan Show. It's been it's been enough time. Statue of limitations, whatever. <laughs> I don't think a week counts. Hey, come on. <laughs> oh jeez! Sign my <sighs> screwdriver. Yeah, at LTX, I'll sign everyone's stuff as Linus. Oh. There we go. Solved. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh <laughs> 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 oh.
Um. <laughs> okay, uh, LTX 2023 BYOC update. Hey, speaking of LTX, what a great segue. Yeah. Um, we know not everyone was able to get a Whale Land BYOC ticket, but we were able to shuffle the layout a bit, and we're selling more to 38 more tickets. That's it. <laughs> we sold all of them in like the first day. That's going to do nothing. Uh, I mean, okay, look, the thing is we can't take up the whole floor plan with BYOC. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't be LTX. It would just be Whale Land. Yeah, there needs to be, like, yeah. fun things to do at the convention. Yeah, and so it's it's a balancing act, right? So I get it, but anyway. I think at some point we're going to yeah. get to a point where the BYOC gets, like, its own floor. Yeah, or, uh, Vancouver Convention Center has multiple buildings. Yeah. So the BYOC could just have its own thing. Totally. And you could be in BYOC land, which would actually be great for security anyway. Yep. So you're in BYOC land, and then you just walk across, like, this little courtyard or, like, external plaza thing, and then you're in the other building, you're in LTX. I mean, I could see us getting there. Yeah. LTX sure. is, like, kind of f***ing awesome. Super so, legit. Well, yeah. at least the last one was. Presumably this next one will be good. Um yeah, assuming it grow, continues to grow at the pace that it has been over the last two, and then what looks like is going to happen for this next one, it could be like a 10, 15, 20,000 person convention by like 2025, 2026. Like it's it's pretty exciting. It's, it's really cool. Anyway, um, BYOC tickets. Those 38 uh, will go on sale March 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So if you didn't get a BYOC ticket and you're into it, um, go for it. Uh, there's some notes in here. For LTX 2019, we apparently made the mistake of opening up too many more BYOC seats at once. So we'll be offering... Oh, there will be several waves of small batch tickets provided that we sell out each wave. Um, so if you already have a ticket and want to purchase BYOC instead, please just do so and then reach out to support at info at LTXexpo.com so we can refund your original ticket. All right, cool. So that way, you will, if you like had any extras on your original ticket or whatever, we can get you sorted out. Should we do a few merch messages? Yeah. Oh, Google was accused of destroying evidence. We could talk about that. Sure. Um, blah, blah, blah. They were accused of destroying evidence <laughs> by the American government. <laughs> Something antitrust <laughs> epic games. This is a real podcast. <laughs> I mean, the headline kind of says it all. That's okay. That's what I was saying about the topics for this week, though. They're just like legal stuff, which Blue, uh, nothing else happened. Blue I know, Origin can make just... solar panels out of moon dust. All they have to do is go to the moon. They hope to market this innovation to NASA. Cool. Maybe they'll win something from NASA that SpaceX doesn't get. All right, let's do some merch messages. Okay, sure. We, uh, we've got one here from Kira. Uh, happy Friday. Luke. Yay, happy Friday. Hey. Luke, hey. would you say in the programming world, it's more important to be an expert in one language oh. or proficient in many? Do you have a favorite Ooh. slash least favorite language? Oh, uh, I think it all depends on what you're doing. Uh, like, there's there's people that get paid a lot to be extremely knowledgeable in like a very old antiquated language that no one learns anymore but like 
airports or yeah or, or nuclear silos or, or, or heavy industry or whatever still yeah. uses it and they need you to come make some change to it like once a year and they'll pay you like literally i have heard of contracts where someone flies in works for like one to five days flies out and gets paid 200 grand you just have to hope that comes along you need to be the best one you have to hope it comes along because this isn't going to be like a perpetual thing. It's just going to be a one-time thing. I'm not actually saying this is like necessarily a good career path. <laughs> yeah, right. To be clear. But I know that there are people that do it. Right. So it's like you can just say COBOL. That's, yeah, that's one of them. There are others as well. So like that's a situation where being an expert in one language would be good. Uh, being proficient in many though has some other aspects of it that might be good like I'm assuming if you're proficient in many that means that you're actively learning and if you're trying to stay with the trend of technology the current like language that's going to be the best at doing whatever is basically changing. constantly changing yeah. so if you're only an expert in one and you're like no this is the only one I learned. Well, you're just going to fall behind and you either luckily become that like one COBOL guy that gets paid 200 grand to do the thing or you don't and then you just don't have a job. So like, I don't know. Um, do you have favorite, least favorite language? Not really. Um, I really like He C. hates French. <laughs> I do actually really hate French. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hater. Literal, literal <laughs> hater. <laughs> Not France, but French. I, I, I even like... Hearing people speak French and stuff is fine, but I just, when I was learning it in school, I did not like it. Um, but yeah, I, I like C. I like to see a lot, which might come as a surprise, but yeah. Okay, uh, this one's from Anonymous. Hello, Linus and Luke. Was just wondering if either of you have watched Jeff Geerling's six-month review of The Screwdriver and what your thoughts are on it. No, but I read the comments. <laughs> I'm serious. That's, it's... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> dance around it. That's what I do. Um, I I am glad that he has had an overall positive experience with the screwdriver. Um, as a YouTuber who sort of understands how retention curves work and how uh, consumption of of media through headlines works, as a, as a as a as a king tier consumer of media through headlines. Um, I can't say that I'm stoked that the thumbnail and title focused on it breaking when actually if you make it like quite deep into the video, it turns out he like broke it on purpose. Um, so it's kind of like a lot of people are only going to see that. And I understand what your point was. It was, um, you know, like a, a multi-layered sort of um, critique of, of, of the of the, the average YouTube viewers uh, tendency to not watch the whole video. But like, it, since we all know that, and since we're not gonna change that, um, now a lot of people are just like, LTT screwdriver broke. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, so that is not the best, but um, yeah, I'm glad he likes it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, this one's from Austin. What is your favorite LTX-19 moment? Mine was when I got to chat with Linus for a second, and he told me the name of a banger pizza plate. D plus pizza. Uh, D hot, I think, actually, but yes, close enough. <laughs> uh, D plus pizza is a completely different thing. I think that guy got arrested. 
I, uh, you don't you know what I'm I, talking about, no, do you? No, I don't. The I, guy who, uh, you know, on the pizza? I didn't know what that's Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's you don't want that pizza. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> when you and I, I don't remember if we, like, ran the line or just walked the line, but when people are lining up to get inside, you came and grabbed oh, yeah, me, and you were like, let's, like, go to the end. Yeah. And then it was like, holy. Yeah, that was fun. When does this end? That was really cool. You know the line is going to be like twice as long this time, right? Let's go for a run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this one's from Jackson. Hi, Linus, Luke, and Dan. I'm an avid car enthusiast and wanted your opinion slash thoughts on why auto manufacturers give zero Fs on upgrading the electronics in cars, infotainment centers in particular. Because fuck you. That's why. It's a lot cheaper to because not. Because you'll buy it anyway, you piece of shit. Being on super old processes is like genuinely way cheaper. And uh, actually can have reliability advantages. That too. Um, but the main reason, the main primary reason um, is because just they don't want to change their technology. They just have stuff that works for them and they just keep doing it. I also honestly think most people don't really care that much yeah well the thing is that it bothers them but they'll buy it anyway yeah and as long as that continues to happen then i, I mean that's one of the things that i was most supportive of tesla about their better infotainment they systems pushed it pretty hard um that i think have put a significant amount of pressure on the legacy automakers to build better infotainment systems at the same time google and apple pushed carplay and android auto forward which has been just enormous for me. The last thing that I ever had any care for was updating the stupid integrated map, stupid integrated navigation garbage in my stupid car. Take it to a dealer to get a new map? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no. Um, I, I like on principle. I don't even want your new map. I don't even care if it's fucking free. I don't want it. It's stupid. I have a data. I have a computer in my pocket that has a permanent data connection that already takes all my information anyway. So it might as well just go to them instead of you and them. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm a huge huge fan of being able to just set my infotainment system to not use the OEM software and just use my phone, and it's great. Which, by the way. Um, I figured out that issue with the navigation. So it just changed the defaults. There, there is a setting in Android Auto that I didn't notice the first time that brings that uh, restores that bottom navigation bar that shows you uh, your your previously opened app and has controls or it has your turn by turn. Um, super glitch in Twitch says this is super wrong. The life cycle of a car is five to seven years started before they're released. You are super wrong. That's actually not the reason. Um, and you can kind of look into why the silicon shortage, the great silicon shortage of the coronavirus pandemic affected the auto industry more than just about any other industry and affected the legacy automakers more than Tesla, who actually uses modern technology in their cars. Uh, the reason is that they are supply constrained. Um, uh, so, uh, semiconductor manufacturers want to move on from these ancient processes and they just don't want to redesign things. I've heard horror stories uh, from like small small design teams that are like, yeah, um, literally the problem is that the one person who designed that board doesn't work here anymore and nobody else knows how to like make one. So we keep <laughs> using the same board. Oh, oh man. 
That that happens. Kills me. You lose a lot of knowledge when you lose certain members of teams. Check this out. This is how you update the maps for my car. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen you buy ever. A one hundred and eighty dollar DVD. Don't forget about the $32 shipping for a DVD, which makes a ton of sense in the age of broadband internet. <laughs> so annoying. I actually, like, I've known about this. I have obviously never updated the maps, but I've known about this the whole time. I should check. You should pirate it. I should check if other people are privateering this software. Just out of curiosity. I mean, I already said you should pirate it. I don't think you really need to beat around the bush at this point. <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be like an entire like private tracker or something for that or you know people can be shockingly dedicated to shockingly specific causes. I should look into this because apparently that was the last year that they were going to do it for that vehicle as well. So it would be 2021. That's another fantastically stupid thing. Yeah, I really want something that will just stop getting updated at some point when you arbitrarily decide <laughs> there's not enough this particular vehicle left on the road. That that makes oh, that makes such sense. It's good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Ugh! <laughs> they might as well ship on a floppy disk. Yeah. Would have been cooler. Okay, this one's from Thomas. Hey, Linus and Luke, I've been buying some products, both physical and digital, to help my productivity. What consumer-grade products in the last five to ten years have aided your productivity the most? Consumer products? Hmm. Man, I like having a big monitor. I was going to say monitors. I like my, my quadrants. I have four 1080p screens, each of which is 21 inches, which is like perfect for me at 0% scaling, so I just have a ton of information on my screen. I love it. Yeah, I, monitors as well. This one's from Chris. I just started a new career as an AV tech for a community school system. We've been busy installing new interactive TVs. What kind of tech uh, that, if you've seen, would be helpful for teaching our youth? VR is super cool. Um, I mean, it's super expensive and kludgy, so it's a long way from, I think, being legitimately useful for like at scale for educational purposes but man 3d printers would have been super cool i would have loved to learn about a bunch like, of modeling. schools jumped on 3d printers right away which i just thought was brilliant because i i didn't think they would necessarily do it but that is an absolutely wicked skill to have when you're growing up yeah like if your reaction to something breaking in a in a physical way in your house is oh i can fix that by like printing a new part or and whatever like epoxying it on or whatever that is sick yeah that's super cool that is so cool okay this one's from charlie hi linus and luke it's probably been answered before but what is the average age of your viewership love from new zealand he's looking it up this data is always going to be skewed um like i i've i've seen reports from our audience many many times like Hey, I couldn't help noticing that you guys say you're only like 1% female, but I'm definitely a chick or whatever. And Google thinks I'm a dude or something because I'm into dude stuff. But just letting you know, you know, like I, I hear that a ton. I don't know what that voice was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but like I've, I, I've definitely gotten people reaching out to me who are like, you know, just as an FYI, you were talking about how you guys skew heavily male and... I'm not going to dispute that, but what I will say is that we do I, exist. We do exist, and Google often misidentifies um, 
misidentifies people, especially ones who are not logged in, which is a significant number of users. Oh, based Less on today. like interests and stuff. Exactly. So they'll oh. profile you and just kind of assume that because you looked at a razor once that you're a guy because it had a blue handle instead of a pink one or whatever uh, yeah, arbitrary yeah, yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. So um, there's that. And we also get a lot of people telling us, uh, hey, yeah, I'm into it, but I always watch with the hubby. You know, stuff like that, right? Oh, so, so it would be his account. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can tell you I can tell you oh I know. I can tell you what Google reports to us. I'm just saying that I, I used that uh, the gender as an example of uh, a way of uh, as a as a way to illustrate that this data is Yeah, because like when I was a kid if I was signing up for a website, I would go put in my birthday and then when I hit the year I would just whip the scroll wheel and click on something random. Like I still do that. <laughs> yeah. If Steam pops up an age restriction thing on my logged in f***ing account with a f***ing credit card, what are you doing, bud? Right? Like, I've had my, I, my account is old enough to vote. Right? So what, what, what is the point of this? Um... I, and I understand what the point is, but that doesn't mean I have to have patience for it. Mine and so, yeah, fills mine now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a setting or something. Like I said it once. I know the screen you're talking about. Yeah. It's your birthday. I said it once, and now it, it takes that same thing I put in last time and has it by default. All the time. I haven't seen that. Weird. You know what? Maybe it's depending. I, I use new computers all the time because uh, I'm always benchmarking and it's stuff. It's probably because I've done that on that yeah, computer It's probably before. cached somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I run into it all the time. I'm like, stop wasting my time. Um, and so, yeah, I just, whatever, and just select something random. Get yeah, get out of my way. Um, anyway, so the average, okay, so hold on. Oh, what, what, median mode, average. Um, the bulk of our viewers, 70% of them are 18 to 34, which is exactly what I would expect. That honestly sounds probably accurate. Yeah. Am I aging out of our audience? It's okay. There's these new filters now that make you look younger. Oh. It'll never matter. Oh, we got this. We talked about this quite like a while Botox ago. Botox filter? Was it, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> we talked about Mic this quite a while ago. About how you were worried about <laughs> different features uh, making you look older and then people not wanting to listen to tech person because they look yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, tech boomer. Yeah, I, I do think there's a best before date on like there tech personalities. There is 100% filters that already exist that happen live. That's crazy. That make people genuinely look significantly longer, younger, and it looks actually like quite good. That's wild. It, it will totally be a thing, and it will be like indistinguishable later on. I mean, if we keep putting wrinkles in the backdrop, then they'll distract from Linus. Yeah, then they won't even be looking at me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then the next big group, seventeen percent, is thirty-five to forty-four, and then it trails off significantly from there. Forty-five to fifty-four is six point four, and then it's uh, peanuts um, below eighteen and above fifty-five. Um, but then again, I think there's a lot of younger people that are just I'm, clicking eighteen. I'm certain the below eighteen number is smaller than it is in reality, but I bet you that what is it, eighteen to thirty-five one is actually probably pretty accurate. Yeah. I think the 25 to 34 one is probably the most accurate because that'll be the ones that are like have credit cards entered in the site and stuff like that, um, where you can like really make a solid guess as to how, how old these people are. Yeah. Okay, this one's from Matthew. Hi, Linus and Luke. 
What are some red flags you look out for when interviewing staff? Red On flags. a side note, as a developer, seeing a Floatplane developer's blog slash newsletter would be awesome. We just don't have the bandwidth for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually. I know Conrad has mentioned uh, being interested in writing a, a newsletter for uh, the LTT store before. So it's not like there will be no development stuff ever, but like... Yeah, we, we definitely do not have the bandwidth. I mean, for, Luke for had writing. the idea of doing one like right at the start, and he was like, yeah, even just even if no one reads it, it would be so cool to look back over it, you know, five years down the line, and it would be, but we've just I've, been... I've documented some stuff do. anyways. I have like really old school screenshots and, and videos. And Remember stuff I had like the that. idea of, um, of linking every comment yeah. and like every tweet where people told us we'd fail and like printing them out so that we could wallpaper like our office with it. Yeah. Um, we, we would actually have enough. Would we have enough devs like in person here to have like a space where we could have put that? Probably. I think we could have done it at the lab. Once we're local, there will be at least three of us if yeah. not more. We need to do more float plane merch. That's a good point, Rod. Sorry about that. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do it, I promise. Um, I, oh, I think our printer is finally back up and running, and we're going to be doing some printed T-shirts again. So oh, nice. maybe we could do a blue just like float plane logo one. Speaking of uh, working here and stuff, yeah. there's, two, there's lots of roles on the site, actually, especially <laughs> if you want to work for labs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but there's two new ones uh, that are kind of in my realm. One of them is a floatplane project manager. It is a relatively small team. You will also have to do development, um, but <laughs> but it's a floatplane project manager. So we're looking for someone to try to like work on tasking and help guide the ship. Um, so apply. Wow. So like what? Like help. Mini Luke? Kind of, but they will also do development and be much more in on things. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is for Linus Media Group. So what I need to do is delete this stuff and just go to just jobs. Nice. And it's... That's totally elegant. Infrastructure Administrator. Oh. Yeah. Wow, we're finally doing it. We are finally doing it. It's about time. How much you want to bet that that particular posting gets a lot of applicants? I think it's going to get a bunch, and I I will throw out a warning here. Uh, this is a relatively senior position, and one of the reasons why it's a relatively senior position is because your decisions and actions are going to have to stand up to criticism against not only me mm. and AJ mm -hmm. and Linus mm -hmm. and Jake. Yeah, don't forget about, and, about Jake. Jake is Jake likes to criticize and other Jake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other Jake. And lots of other people. Don't the forget company. about the 14 million out there. And the entire audience. Yeah. So no pressure. Though. And they love picking on infrastructure things that we do at the office. So you're going to be criticized for what you do. Now, even if you get it completely right and it's actually the best solution for our needs, there will be people out there who are experts in their domain, but have no f***ing idea what it is exactly that we do here and will suggest all kinds of... The number of times over the years that I've been torn apart for not setting up a SAN, and I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> that's just actually stupid and has nothing to do with what we do here. Chill. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's actually, it's not that I don't know what it is. It's not that I couldn't afford one. 
It's that it would be stupid. Uh, and so, yeah, you'll 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 be dealing with that. And it'll it's you're not a team of one. Oh, Sen Storage Area Network. You're not a team of one. You'll be working with uh, Dan. Actually, you'll be working with another person that I can't name because they're Probo. Um, you'll be working with me. You'll be working with AJ. You'll have resources and stuff. But I want this person to come in to be fairly high level infrastructure, security, all that jazz. Um, so yeah, uh, apply. It's going to be pretty epic. Uh, the stuff that you do is going to show up on video. It should be actually a very fun job if you're into this type of stuff. But just, yeah, understand that it is a relatively senior position. We're not looking for someone like just out of school, something like that. Um, because not only will you be maintaining what is here, but you're going to have to, uh, would they work with me? They work with Jaden. I kind of doubt I it. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. But yeah, I don't think so. Um not only are you going to have to maintain what's already here, but you're going to have to keep it moving forward and you're going to have to facilitate um, someone like Linus or Jake or whoever else yeah. going like, oh, I want to try this thing for a video. And then them coming in like a wrecking ball and doing whatever they want to do. And then you either need to uh, pick it up where they left off and, and bring it to full implement implementation or uh, deconstruct and keep going with what we had, yada, yada, yada. So it's... It's going to be an interesting role, but yeah, apply. Cool. And what kind of red flags would you look out for when well, interviewing that? There's person? a first time chat over here on uh, Twitch, typical Twitch. Um, one big red flag would be this question from Dimshin Is there a link to the job posting? That's the first test. If you can't find it, you're not hired. I mean, I, and you know what, maybe that makes me like kind of a merciless asshole, but I just don't really care um, at a certain point. You like if you drive. don't, yeah, if you don't have problem solving skills, like if you don't want it, then yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge if red flag. If you can't flag. find that link, you'll never make it here. If you're, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you, we don't want to micromanage, we don't have the people to micromanage. Yeah. If you tell me in an interview that you don't really want the job. And I'll be like, then I don't really want you here. Like, I have what? genuinely had that before. Yeah. Like, why well, Why are you applying? I don't understand. Like, if you're, why, why don't you go, well, go find something you want to do. I don't want to stand in the way of your happiness. Like, of, like you spent, like, it's 40 hours a week of your life, right? Like, if you're not going to enjoy it, then get the fuck out of here. Like, why, why, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Take care of yourself, right? And sure, you're not going to like it every single day. I don't. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> Who does? But, you know, at least a little bit. Well, there has to be things There has to be things that make up for it, right? Joe, it's, it's, I made it hard required on this one. We, I know developers are not exactly necessarily known for their social skills and wanting to communicate a ton. Yeah. Uh, but we had a position fairly recently where the, the file drop for resume and cover letter was a required field, but you could just upload one thing. So like the vast majority of people just uploaded a resume with no cover letter, even though it says that you have to upload a resume and cover letter. And we were just like, fine. But now, haha, got them. Two separate fields, both required, get owned. <laughs> Submit the darn cover letter. We actually do read them, come on. Phase 32 says applicant gatekeeping, weird. It's not weird, it's literally an entire job. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the whole point that's like oh man that's such that's such a terrible take so so what would your process be if someone 
doesn't care at all and doesn't want to okay let, imagine it it's like i mean it depends on how many applicants you have if you have to fill a position and one person applies and they're like eh, well you have to fill a position sure i guess that sounds like an awful place to work yeah i don't think i'd want to be on either side of that interview table <laughs> It's like, well, I might hate you, but I guess we're going to work together. Well, I might hate working for you, but I guess I'm stuck with it. Thanks for the money. Yeah, that's not great. That sounds like the worst thing ever. And like I've had people that uh, in interviews have told me that I think we talked about this earlier in the show even uh, that they have like no idea who we are or what we do really, but they like really love this thing that they do and they're excited to be able to do it in this environment and i tell them different projects that we want to work on and they're like yeah that sounds sweet like okay great like i don't yeah care if you're excited about working here because of what like the the the, the fandom of it that has no benefit or i don't care either way but if you're excited about doing the things that we do then that's great yeah twitch is like still being twitch uh robotic sausage over there my probably terrible take is that asking for the link is problem solving through communication. No. Asking the CEO no. where the link to apply is, is not problem solving. Taking something that could take actually less time yep. by typing a very similar thing to that, but not the same thing, into Google and immediately getting a result. <laughs> Instead of doing that, taking two people's time. Throwing it out into the ether yeah. in like a fast moving live chat. It's <laughs> not better. That's that's that is problem solving, but that's a really bad solution and you're the problem. It's like I, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> oh, I love you Twitch chat. I do think that this has got to be like Twitch chat just be in Twitch be chat. Be in Twitch chat, what, which is, is which is the opinion? only reason I'm going to give them attention for it. What if some what is your opinion on people typoing their own email? And what is your opinion mm, on it if, happens. if it's very obvious how it happened? Like it's dot uh, no. OCM. Happens. It depends though. If they're applying for an accounting position, then they're out. Got it. That Put makes sense. Put a zero in the wrong spot. You better double check your um, Whereas if they're applying for a creative position where really what I need is dragon energy. And if they've got a little bit of the dyslexia or they fat finger a, a key on their keyboard once in a while, that's not a game breaker. Everything is context dependent, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you could, if you were just going to create a flow chart of how to weed out applicants, then you might as well just be an AI, right? You've got to be, you've got to be actually thinking. Otherwise, yeah, again, why don't I just replace you with a robot, right? Yeah. One interesting one that I've ran into, and I will warn people of this again, because I suspect we're going to get a lot of applicants for this. It's super neat. And honestly, even if you're if you're applying for the infrastructure position, especially if you're running your own mail server or whatever, like that's pretty cool. Make sure it works. <laughs> yeah. Had that problem a lot. Oh, just people like submitting cool like projects they've worked on and you look at it and you're like, this is very broken people and it doesn't... submit... Yeah, here, here's yeah. my portfolio website. It's been under construction for six years. There's nothing literally interesting on it at all and it barely loads. It's like, you probably would have been better off just not showing me that. Right. Um, or, or mail servers, which have like major issues, so I literally can't even email them back from Gmail. That's also a problem. Like there's... 
Be a little careful with things. Check your stuff. Check your stuff. I had somebody who uh, they they linked a portfolio website that I think they like didn't pay their hosting or something. So I went to go check it, and it was like very clearly offline. So I messaged them about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I haven't actually checked that in quite a while." It's like maybe do that before you apply, bro. Right. Like okay. Th- those types of things. So you're basically know. looking for basic due diligence. Yeah, because a lot of the roles that I'm hiring for, that's actually really important. Right. Yeah, and there's, I don't know. It's one of those tough things, right? Like, there's personality traits that you can't really expect to train. Like, you can train yeah. a skill, but you can't train an attitude in a lot of cases. And so if someone just has an attitude of, of perfectionism, then that's a very that's a very desirable trait. Again, for, you know, something like an accounting position. Depends, yeah, um, yeah. You might not actually want that all the time because perfectionism will often also mean that they take more time to do things. Yeah. So, like, it depends. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think we've talked about a lot of red flags. We've given a lot of hints to the WAN Show audience for how to, uh, how to, how to avoid our, (laughs) our traps here. Okay, so I won't email the CEO asking for the application form. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Success. <laughs> All right, next up's from Alex. Hey, Linus and Luke, what's something tech-related that you vastly disagree on and have just agreed to disagree? Razor laptops? I don't think I disagree about now, well, we, we did for a long time. We had a strong disagreement about those for a long time. All the way back to pre-Linus Media Group, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I thought I thought their Switchblade thing was stupid. I thought it was cool, but like... Cool in a like, I'd like to see where this goes in the future kind of way. Not like a this is a good laptop kind of way. Eventually you want... I think we were still not Linus Media Group yet. Maybe we were just still working... NCX once a week. I don't know. You know what? I didn't have, I had never really like owned a Razer anything and I didn't have firsthand experience with their QA. Yeah, we, I did at that point. Sure. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah, we disagreed. Um, but that's, I, I don't know if that's really like a technology, is it like technology disagreement? It just says tech related. Tech related. What's something tech related? I mean, I made fun of you for like of. standing Firefox for the longest time, <laughs> especially when it was going through its very long period of being a complete and absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I actually think Firefox is in a good state right now, but the problem with it is site compatibility. Like when I, I, I told you that I tried to switch to it, I think we've talked about this on the show, so I'll try to keep it short. But I, I did try to switch to it and it was actually very good. I really enjoyed using it. And then I had to use the Paddy website, yeah. the scuba diving website. Yep. That's a terrible website. I don't it, doubt like, it. doesn't work on Firefox at all. So it's just like, okay, I guess I have to go back to Chrome. Other than that, I actually really enjoyed the Firefox experience. I thought it was really good. I have to pee. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I'll be right back. Okay. See. Ya. I drank this whole thing. <laughs> I don't think most tech stuff we disagree on, though. Um, Let me see if I can find like some Luke-specific one. Yeah. Yeah. Fact-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that came through. He was saying we're both pretty fact-oriented, um, which is true. Like, we both had um, Athlon 64 AMD processors in our systems forever ago and then ran Intel for a long time when Intel was winning, winning and it wasn't because we, like liked amd and then liked intel it was because amd stuff was awesome and then intel stuff was awesome 
and now we're both back on AMD stuff because now AMD stuff's awesome. Like it's more about just like what's good at the time, you know? I've but got yeah. a specific one here for you, Luke. Sure. This is from Matthew. Hey, Luke, what do you think about the recent layoffs at the big tech companies? Mm. Do you think they will continue or will they start to rehire? And what about Floatplane? Well, Floatplane's hiring right now. I announced a position, I think, 10 minutes ago. So that's a thing. Uh, Floatplane will also probably, but it's going to somewhat depend on... Uh, how things go in a variety of ways, uh, but we will probably be hiring again before the year is over, but I don't know when. It's very likely that's going to be like Q3 or even maybe Q4. Like it might be near the end of the year, but it's very likely we'll be hiring again. Um, and we're finishing up a hiring wave for the lab's web development team right now. I know the lab's local team is hiring, I believe, a junior software developer. Um like yeah we're we're hiring and we we didn't have like giant layoffs um so we are not in that category uh, <clears throat> will it continue i i don't know i'm not really in the like silicon valley world so i have no idea i suspect companies that haven't done it yet i would be concerned um but if your company has done one of those massive layoffs uh i think they're probably done now unless they're twitter lol um <laughs> uh and yeah i've already seen some of those companies start hiring again i think a lot of them once a couple other companies started doing it tried to use like oh it's just the industry as a scapegoat to get rid of sections of the company to like slim down in cost effective ways not because they had to but just purely because of like they thought the stock would go up all right so smell my hand Fresh. Can you identify that smell? We have new soap, and I was, I was. Can I identify like bemused? What, what like theme? The, yeah, like what, what, what's that smell? Lavender, watermelon, and mint. Yeah, watermelon and mint soap. What, what is watermelon and mint? What? It doesn't smell like watermelon yeah, and mint. It's very un, very wait, unlikely wait, combination. Wait, wait. Maybe like watermelon flavored gum. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like chemical like watermelon. Like that, that maybe. ester. Yeah, 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 maybe chemical watermelon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> Real podcast. We have fun here. <laughs> uh, this one's from <laughs> Jacob. Does the LTD backpack have enough space to soar a full face motorcycle helmet? I ride mm. a 01 Honda Shadow, 69k miles, baby. And most backpacks are uncomfortable and small or too expensive with bad quality. It's a good question. You might be able to pack it in there, but I wouldn't say the back would be particularly comfortable. I, yeah, I don't know that I would. Yeah, I don't know that I would recommend it. Check the dimensions. They're on the site. Uh, this is an anonymous one. Hi, Linus, Luke, and Dan. YouTube has been recommending the old videos of yours with Brian the Electrician. Great theme song. Where's he been? Uh, Brian moved. Oh. Yeah, he's not local anymore. Well, I was kind of wondering. Yeah, I messaged him recently. I just sent him a screwdriver. Just like, cool. hey, how's it going? Do you have a screwdriver? He's like, no, I'm going to buy one. I'm like, no, you're not. Um, so he has a screwdriver now, says he likes it. But that's that's about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Garen. Hey, guys. Been a fan for about eight years now. Did a project for school, graphic design, recently nice. involving advertising for companies. Do y'all have a brand standard manual or something similar? If we do, I've never seen it, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, it's like a pitch deck? <laughs> no. I have no idea. No, it's like it's like a whole like guideline <laughs> thing for like how many pixels 
far away you need to be from the border of something oh. and like if it's on a dark background what does it look like and if it's on a light background what does it look like i'm pretty sure sarah has something like that but i don't think i've ever seen it <laughs> canadian rail branding is like the best one ever it's really detailed about all sorts of cn rail yeah, yeah. Um, this one's from Tugs. Question, as a small business owner with success, what do you feel your biggest we are effed moment was and how did you overcome it? Oh, uh, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, in the very early days when we had no money, we uh, YOLO went outside and filmed a video in the rain. And I kind of figured, well, there aren't that many gaps in the chassis of the Sony FS700 camera. Oh, I thought it was camera. a different story. Um, Oh, did you think it was going to be the windy day? No, the drive to the ferry. Oh, well, that was just, <laughs> we, we could have died, but other than that, it would have been fine. No, uh, let's not talk about that. Um, let's talk Let's talk about <laughs> instead uh, going out and filming in the rain because there didn't really seem like there were that many gaps in the chassis. Uh, we finished the shoot, got back to the house. I went to turn on the camera and black screen. So I disassembled it to the greatest degree that I could that night after everyone else had gone home or to their room upstairs. Uh, it was very early days, <laughs> and I didn't have a space heater other than a Radiant-style one, and I didn't really want to point a Radiant-style heater at my black camera, um, not knowing you know, what was sensitive or not sensitive to heat. So the only blower-style air cooler I could conceive of was a test bench with a... GeForce uh, 4080 Four, on it, or 480. 480 yeah, yeah, with a 480 on it. And so I think I put a couple of them on there, fired up Furmark or like some other stress test in the SLI, and basically just put the camera in the exhaust so that whatever was in there might hopefully evaporate. If um, I remember correctly, at this point in time, I had a 480 in my system and <laughs> we ripped it out of my system to help this heating project, which yeah. was just very funny. Yeah, so that was terrifying because at that point if we had money. not had a camera i didn't really have a way to get another like camera easily we were it was it was tight yeah it was tight even the method of getting that one was fun and exciting yeah yeah like yeah wouldn't we like import it from the states or something yep. like that and then like in a specific way yeah we shipped it to ncix who uh, I forget why, but it was like hard to get it in Canada for some reason. It was stupid. Yeah. Okay, let's get you another one here. No, we're not talking about the fairy thing. This one's from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. It's not happening. This one's from Connor. Tell us about the fairy thing. No, okay. Uh, hi, guys. I like the screwdriver now getting in the water bottle. My question is, what is the most notable thing, in everyone's opinion, to spring out of the LMG media universe? Mine is the Lambo. Oh, it's got to be the like, sad Linus or Linus selfie like memes. I did not see that coming. What about the... Wait, I don't know if this is fair. I was going to say your original screwdriver was orange, and that literally set the color for the company forever. That's pretty notable. Yeah. I don't know that it sprung out of us, though. Like, uh, Yeah. That's why I kind of... Mm, yeah, the, the LTT cinematic universe, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it would be... Uh, there's the Christmas album. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even finish that. <laughs> it's a real thing, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can uh, DM the CEO and ask where to buy it. Oh, God. Uh, or you could just Google it. That might be faster. Yeah. It's awful. I still... <laughs> and I, I, I could filter them out, but I don't want to because I, every single time it happens, I just laugh so hard. <laughs> I still get emailed every single time one of them sells. <laughs> and I just... Every time I get like a ping on my phone, I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I see what email it went to and i'm like oh interesting like i wonder what this is and i drag it down it's like you have sold one one copy of the lg christmas album and just every time it cheers me up it's great (laughs) (laughs) because you know that someone just purchased raw trash like it's so bad (laughs) it's digital garbage It's an actual waste of zeros and ones. It's so bad. It is so, so terrible. Pugboy1321 says, oh God, I forgot about that album. (laughs) It needs whatever the opposite of a Grammy is. I had it on my phone for a while because I don't even remember why. It literally wasn't to listen to, but it was on a local (laughs) file on my phone. So Google Play Music back in the day would just randomly start playing it. <laughs> if I had it on like play random songs because it would be like it's in your local files you must like this music so I'd be like driving along and I'd be listening to whatever and then out of nowhere I just hear Linus singing Silent Night <laughs> make the album a full plane exclusive he told me to upload it for Christmas um, and then I don't remember why I didn't okay. but there was some reason okay. but I'm planning on doing it next Christmas look if you <laughs> If you guys are watching us, like, laughing about this and thinking, oh, man, this must be, like, hilarious, it's worth buying. No, I'm totally, no. No. Just understand that it's bad and don't do it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> worth it. It's, like, legitimately It's, like, $5, not. and it's not worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's a level of cringe, which is not God. actually very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, look, I'll take your money, but... <laughs> don't give it to me it's three dollars buy, buy something on the store you it's three dollars it and it is not worth it <laughs> oh, it's even it's even missing songs and there's nothing we can do about it it's missing songs yeah like songs that were in the teaser or that we advertised we like lost tracks I How remember, do that? I remember trying to hunt it down. I don't remember all the details, but apparently, yeah, there's just songs that are just gone. So people, so people you, don't even, you don't even get the full album. Because <laughs> I figured, once we figured out that it was missing songs, because it's just like a zip, if I remember correctly. It's, yeah. You don't like get it in a reasonable way. You just download like, a zip file. <laughs> So when I someone told me it was missing songs, I asked about it internally, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we just don't have those." So then I had to update it, being like, "Uh yeah, these don't exist. Whatever." Yeah. One thousand one hundred. Oh yeah, my phone's going. Oh no! You why? guys are stupid. Stop. I want to remaster it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Can I please spend time on this? Absolutely no, not. You have much more important things to do. Forbidden. Forbidden. Five, five people have bought it. Please. And I, oh, the other fun part is the email comes in, and how our Envision Powerboard, the software that we use for the forum, how it works is you could yeah. get commissions off of things that you sell. It has to be uploaded by an account, so uh-huh. it's uploaded by my account, but the commission is just set to 0%. Sure. Right? So every single time it emails me, it's all excited. It says, you have earned $0.00. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Seven oh, people bought it. Stop. Genuinely, it is not worth it. You're gonna download it because you're like, this is a fantastic meme. You're gonna play one song and just be like, ugh. You're not gonna make it through a full song, no, I promise. it's bad. It's really bad. I wonder if I can find the lyrics. <sighs> I, I think I did it in a Google Doc. Only five are you nuts? That's the amount of emails that I have right now, but like it might they might stroll in slowly over time. Oh no, that's the wrong this is the wrong account. Uh, or rather, yeah, this is the right account. This I have is twelve the, emails. This now. is the account I'm emails now. supposed to be signed oh, into. Oh boy, every time I refresh it goes up. We should have increased the price. Yeah. No, we shouldn't. We will not increase the price. Um okay, so hold on. Uh, ooh, Christmas might not work here because it's gonna bring up like Christmas parties and stuff like that. Um, blah, 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 blah. I wonder, man, how, maybe if I try lyrics or something like that. What year what was you, it? What are you trying to do? Uh, that would have been 2015, Man, these are I in think. no particular order. There uh, was the, the announcements on YouTube. Lyrics doc. Right? doc. What's this? Who dis? Linus Tech Tips Christmas Album. Yeah, the Linus Media Group Christmas Album promotional video from seven years ago is still up. It's 301,000 views. Copy of Linus Tech Tips Christmas. Here we go. Here we go. Original Christmas song track list. Uh, Jingle Bell's not done yet. Uh, Deck the Hall, Silent Night, The First Noel, 12 Days of Christmas, Joy to the World, O Come All Ye Faithful, O Christmas Tree, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, We Wish You Merry Christmas, and God Rest Me Ye Merry Gentlemen. Now, of course, we rewrote the lyrics with tech. <laughs> um, okay, so Jingle Bells never got done by anyone. It just says Jingle Bells claimed not done yet. So people signed up for which song they oh, would yeah, do. Oh, yeah, we had to write some. Everyone had to write a song, and then I think I went through and did a pass of, like, kind of fixing them a bit. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Uh, Deck Your Rigs by Colton. Deck your rig with silent cooling. Fa la 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 Tis the season to be greedy. Fa la 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 la. Um, yeah, that gives you some idea. Uh, silent case, uh, Nick. Silent case filled with fans. Running low RPMs. Blowing air. <laughs> Dan's like cringing I, I, in actual pain behind the. I behind have the worked with worst artists. This is pretty good, actually. <laughs> I, I could stomach this for seven iPhone. Lord Jobs did say that the patents he filed were perfect that day. Oh. <laughs> I just, I just, I just refreshed, and we're over fifty now. I'm remastering. So you this. just made $150. Yeah, not really, because a $3 transaction is oh, like yeah, 20% 20% fees. <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> okay. Anywho, why was it uploaded it? to Spotify two months ago? Well, because two months ago is probably Christmas. So somebody just. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, why does this have yeah. 28 monthly listeners on Spotify? <laughs> I don't know, but that's awful. It's genuinely stop. really bad. Yeah, it's it's as bad as what I just did, except I'm probably one of the better singers here. I was I was <sighs> handpicked out of school when I was a youngin to join like out of school like primo choir. Uh, while I was there, the choir teacher said that I asked too many questions. 
and I don't know exactly what I said, but I said something along the lines of that stupid, stood up, walked out to where my mom was like still sitting in the car in the parking lot and was like, we're done, let's get out of here, and never <laughs> went back. And then I hit puberty and my voice cracked, and now I can't sing at all. Nice. <laughs> it's so bad. Nice. It's horrible. I'll like be singing along to a song in the car, and then like some some map thing will happen, so the song volume goes down. I hear myself, and no, I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, so bad. you still got the ear, but you don't have the voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it's best to just do this. Yep. yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Next up is from Nick. Hey, Linus and Luke, loving my LTT backpack and screwdriver. Kate, can't wait to see what's next. Linus, do you find that your kids' hobbies and interests are influenced by your work and love of technology? Uh, I mean, we definitely have a lot of tech in the house. And I think that, you know, when you're bored, uh, it's not much of a stretch to be like, um, video games are fun. Uh, in terms of tech, though, you know, if anything, I think it can be an impediment sometimes because I'm so quick to kind of jump in and yes. try and fix something because I just want it fixed that, you know, I think that there's room for me to make my kids do more problem solving on their own, too. Yeah. Okay, this one's from Richard. Hi, what do you th make of Google's recent breakthrough in quantum computing error correction? Uh, will we be seeing it in the wild anytime soon? I'm going to be honest with you. I am not a S physicist. Soon, I seriously doubt it. But, and I mean, quantum computing is going to be a hell of a thing when it hits. Yep. Also, I will, I will, I'm going to say it because he wanted us to show it, but I don't actually think showing the dashboard is a good idea. The, the facelift that happened in merge messages looks great. Conrad, you did a good job. There you go. Recognition served. Thanks, Conrad. Okay, this one's from David. Thank you for years of great content. Question for you too. If given an option and having an access to one company and their top secret project, what company would that be? Valve. There, I win. That's the best answer. Their top secret project. Could it be projects or just project? Whatever the best one is. Hmm. You just get to see their one coolest top secretist project. Does DARPA count? DARPA? No. That's a, that's not I don't a think company. it's a company. No, pick a company. I don't actually know like how they work. Why don't you just pick, like, Palmer Lucky's stupid defense company or something, then? Anduril? Yeah, they're probably working on something Because I'm cool. pretty sure it's... The reason why I know that off the top of my head is I'm pretty sure it's the sword from Lord of the Rings. I think it's named after the same thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Anduril. Got him. Um, nah, I'll be boring to say Google. Just because I want to see what... I am, right now, extremely interested in large language models, right? Hmm, okay. I want to see what they're capable of with, like, nothing holding them back. All right. Everything. I want to see it all. Okay, this one's also from Nick. Hi, from Melbourne, Australia. My gym had just installed adverts on the mirrors. <laughs> what are your thoughts on paying for a gym membership oh. and having to look at ads while working out? I would switch gyms. I don't go to the gym, so I guess I have, um, I, 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 I can't imagine that I would like it, 
I would switch gyms because you're supposed to be paying attention to your. You probably wouldn't care because you wouldn't see it anyways. Um, <laughs> just be honest, but but like people are supposed to. That yes, people use the mirrors for vanity. No problem. Don't care about that if you do it or not. But the mirrors are supposed to be there in a functional way so you can watch your form. Mm. If you're being distracted by an ad that is intentionally trying to grab your attention away, that's actually like not a good thing. That's and I fair. Do, and I don't want the idea of like I'm pretty deep into a workout and my brain is wandering a little bit and I start staring at some ad and then I hurt myself. Like, no, I want to be able to focus. Screw off. I would switch gyms. I would just out of principle. I'm gone. By the way, um, the the did you uh, watch the the worst tech ads video by any chance? Yes, actually, I'd seen a lot of those before. Some things never change. Yep. Yeah, when you when Yvonne was like, "Why did you know it was MSI?" and you were trying to explain, like, "I just, I just do," I felt that. I was like, "Yeah." It's just, it's just MSI. It's just, it's just what they do. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next up. Uh, this one's from Elijah. I want to buy a QD OLED, but the S95B doesn't support Dolby Vision, like my 4K Blu-ray player. I can't afford Bravia. In your opinion, what's the line between sunk cost fallacy and investing in an ecosystem? Uh, investing mm. in an ecosystem is bad. Yeah. But once you are invested in an ecosystem, I mean, basically, you just have to kind of go. <sighs> How much money do you have? Because, like, if you're. Like, yeah, wait, what? why are you buying an S95B if you can't afford a Bravia? You should just wait a generation when QD OLEDs will get way cheaper. Like, that's that's the actual solution. The answer is always wait and buy it secondhand or wait for the new one that is better because that will cover literally every outcome. So maybe if it's like um, Stereo 3D or something like that and th there doesn't continue to be new development, there will definitely be a period before it becomes a collector's item, like a CRT, uh, like a CRT period, you could call it, where getting it will be extremely cheap. So you can either wait for a new one that's better and cheaper. It's technology, right? Like it's predictable. Or... You can wait and get it secondhand from someone who is ha who who doesn't manage their money as well as you do, because you're you're gonna be smart like that. Yeah, yeah. I was reacting to something in chat. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. Moving on. Next one. Okay, this one's from Hector. Linus, what is the story behind the katana you have on your fireplace? I've seen it in multiple videos and wanted to know if there's a story behind it. Also, any update on the LTT screwdriver holster? The story behind the katana is I was at the Richmond Night Market with Yvonne, and I had always wanted a sword because I am a man-child. Weeb. And no, not that. But oh, I know. I have a sword, too. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I'm talking Like, I was the kind of kid who would be, like, 13, like, hanging out in House of Knives being like, swords. I mean, they weren't even, like, real. I'm pretty sure they were decorative, but I didn't care. I just like swords, you know, like, they're big and, and long and manly. They're swords, right? Like, what's to not like about it? So I just like swords, and I was finally sort of an adult, and I was like, I don't have to ask my mom for the sword this time because she's not here, so I'm going to ask my girlfriend for a sword. She didn't actually buy it for me. I just wanted approval, and she was desperately in love for some reason, so she said, yeah, you can have a sword, and now I have it, and now it's on our mantle. 
um, as a reminder that she um, has more love for me than sense. <laughs> I uh, swords are just cool and stuff. And when my brother got married, he chose me as his best man. And I don't know how true this is, but I believe there's some history behind best man actually being originally best swordsman or mm. best fighter. Um, so I brought a sword to his wedding. Nice with his like. Yeah, I asked him. Yeah, obviously, I'm not that guy. Uh, the photos that they have of mostly actually his wife standing there in her like full bridal gown thing, holding this gigantic sword. It actually looks so sick. Nice. Like they're super cool. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I still have it. It's, it's dope. And it is Andril, which is why I always remember the name of his company. Nice. <laughs> Uh, round uh, round pile and float plane my love of swords versus my fear of knives <laughs> <laughs> love it okay sorry no 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 uh next up from artem i am currently studying for mechanical engineering and i have noticed that you have been hiring more people with an engineering background what have they studied and done to make you hire them they studied engineering and then we needed engineers. Uh, I mean, we've never really Heck had a need yeah. for engineering in the past because we're a media production company. A lot of people don't understand what kind of company we are. Um, like, remember I talked about how we got um, that, uh, that offer to purchase a little while back, right, on my show last week? Uh, we've gotten more than one. That was like a serious one where they actually had some idea what the heck it was they were buying. But we've had so many people reach out thinking that we're a tech company and like, you know, trying to offer, you know, possibilities for a partnership or like, uh, like I had, oh man, I had this, I had this one, uh, one guy approach me because his company, um, is like a, a trucking company and soon there's going to be these mandates around, uh, like trackers and the trucks or something like that. And they were like, yeah, maybe we, you could co-develop one. I'm like, we are a media company. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not a tech company. But that's changing, right, with Floatplane and Labs and Creator Warehouse. So we have a lot more need for engineers than we used to because before it was like, no, we need video editors and writers and creatives. Now we, we need, need more of the hard sciences, yeah. right? So um, that's why. <clears throat> yeah. Wait a second. Linus Media Group is a media company? Oh, what? no, right? <laughs> is it a Linus company too? Is it a group? <laughs> <laughs> Next up's from Michael. Uh, hey, Linus and Luke. I'm a systems administrator for a school district. How do you feel about one-on-one -on -one technology in education? Do you feel the benefits outweigh the cost and e-waste? I think it's one-to-one. One-to-one. Um, one. I'm not actually sure. Sorry, Sorry, what one, is it? To be honest. It's oh, one, like one device one. to one yes. yeah. student. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess one-to-one -one is a different, yeah. I mean, given that these people are going to have one device dedicated to them for their like entire life, as far as I can tell, I don't think this paradigm is going away anytime soon. It seems sensible I think enough. The issue is cost. Um, I mean, well, what we need is we need a way to make sure that these devices can be used over a, an extremely long period of time. I think Framework has the right idea, but their Chromebooks are so expensive that they'd be uneconomical. Uh, for a deployment like this, um, I think that as as costs continue to come down for something serviceable, we're not going to get around the the e-waste problem, um, other than you know the first R reducing or sorry, reusing, 
whatever it is. No, we're not reducing anything. Whatever, using it for as long as possible, where we can do that, but it's still going to be an increase in consumption. So it is not the first R is what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, I just want to see longer lifespans, I guess. But I don't inherently think that sharing a computer, you know, with my with my classmates was particularly beneficial in typing class. Like, we just kind of should have both had one. I don't know. Yeah, my only concern is school districts that would definitely in no way be able to afford it, which is a thing. Um, so we need more money in education. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't think we have the same um, issues around district-to-district funding as I, as I know are very common down south. Um, I know my, like, in the boonies high school was, like, broke as all heck. Have I told you the story of uh, one of the reasons why... One of the best things, like, ever. I, I, I'll just say his name because he's awesome, and I believe he's a principal now. Uh, but my computer teacher, Mr. Trattle, did a lot of things for me that were, like, very foundational, in my opinion. Right. But one of the things that he did... Maybe he doesn't want to tell me the story, but I'm going to go for it. Here we go. Um, he convinced a bunch of trucks that were going around to other school districts, picking up old computers, old computers, old monitors, old computer parts, whatever, and taking them to a recycling facility to come by our school, um, but just like leave it there for a little bit, and then they could take our stuff and take off. And what actually happened was when the guy wasn't with the truck, all the computer students ran out and like basically grabbed everything they could off the truck and ran it into one specific classroom and then left it there. So we had like all this e-way stuff. None of the computers worked. Right. And then it was a project in the class to go through all these computers, verify what components worked and build computers. And we built an entire classroom. That's cool. It was such an incredibly cool and fun project for a bunch of kids that like, yeah, a decent amount of kids in my school had computers at home, but not all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not so, by then. And, and you're not going to be allowed to just rip apart random computers in class because we only have so many. Yep. Now we had a bunch of spare parts to keep the rest of the labs up and going. We got a new lab, and you had all these kids that had some f form of ownership over these PCs because they made that. Yeah. Which we would have never had the ability to do that. Oh, a bunch of people are saying, dude, that's awesome. Mr. Trattle was an absolutely insanely fantastic computers teacher. He also, like, he went to BCIT for a summer course. He did a course over the summer at BCIT and then took what he learned there and taught a brand new course that didn't exist in our school system that's before cool. called 3D Game Programming, which was just an amazing course. And it was, like diluted from what was taught at BCIT, whatever. It wasn't the same thing. Yep. But, like, he did just... Passionate teachers are a game changer for oh, their it students. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I I write for a living now, and it's only because of my AP English teacher. Yeah. I, I had a very, unsurprisingly, due to dyslexia and all these other issues, I had a very poor score in English for a really long time. And then I had one teacher that was just super inspiring and, like, believed in me and understood the problems that I was having but was like you're still creative you can drive this forward and just my average English just shot up and then I took AP English with another teacher and it wasn't as good because he didn't share the same things but I was confident at that point so I was able to carry it through and still yeah. passed and did okay there I I don't know that was that was amazing I don't even know how I got on that subject but um 
that was one of the like coolest things I've ever taken a part of. Watching everyone else in the class just be so excited every time a, a part would pass. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's and, cool. And we, had to, we, we didn't know if a single component worked, right? So at the very beginning, everyone's trying to find like the first functional motherboard, right? <laughs> right? And then we use that to like pass all the RAM and like try to figure all these different things out and like yeah, it's a cool puzzle. And then when you would go into that lab to do whatever class, it might not even be a computer class, but you might need to work on computers for whatever reason. You'd know like what the good computers were. <laughs> nice. So you'd like try to snipe the good one and stuff. Like it, it was just I don't know. It was so cool. So 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 cool. I might have some parts of that story wrong. My when I, whatever age I was when that happened, brain might have remembered it in certain slightly more fantastical ways. Like maybe it was totally above board how we got those computers. I don't know, um, but <laughs> but it was just incredibly fun. And I know that the project of like trying to pass good all these components and building all these custom computers is a thing that a lot of other schools didn't have that opportunity and i know we did it because not only did we need another lab at the school and we couldn't afford it but it was one of the coolest ways that he could in introduce like hardware to a computers class possible it was absolutely fantastic huge amounts of respect for him okay next up's from russell oh man i never know what to say uh i wonder if linus would write an audio uh sorry autobiography one day or has it all been left out there on the interwebs? Um, I went as far as I think I have a title for it. Um, something, the story so far. Um, here, I'll read my four or like I'm not a foreword because someone else writes that, but like whatever the like part at the beginning is. Uh, if I was a total sellout, I'd have structured this as an inspirational story about how anyone can do it if they try hard enough and a collection of tips to help you achieve what I have. But then, if I wasn't interested in making money, I wouldn't bother writing a book at all. It's a pretty transparent cash grab from my perspective. That's been the fine line I've walked throughout my career. I'm not one of... <laughs> That's a pretty good way to start it. I'm not the kind of person who, either genuinely or otherwise, hides behind the I do this out of passion line. From day zero, when I was asked by my boss to start making YouTube videos, I've been paid. Now, to be clear, I was chosen for the assignment because of my genuine passion for technology, and I was only good at it because of that passion, but I never would have started making YouTube videos without a bonus on my paycheck. So back to the book for a minute. Why did I write this? For the money. But if I didn't care about creating it, it wouldn't be any good. So did I sell out? I guess you'll have to read it to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it'd be pretty good. Um, but that's about as far as I've gotten. Well, no, I've written more than that, but I, I just... That's all you get for now. That's you gotta you buy get the DLCs now. to get more. Come yeah. through the free Sign. Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next up is this is an anonymous one. Hello, fellow Vancouverites. How does Linus survive without coffee? Also, is there any other plans for an LTT store not com? I'll answer the not com one. Yes, we're gonna do it. The goal is this year. Woo! Okay, this one's... Well, uh, oh, you guys were asked a question. <laughs> I was just... 70 no. albums I've sold now, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Um, surviving without coffee is easier if you never drink coffee. Yeah. If you don't drink it in the first place, you're less dependent on it. It's literally a drug. You get literally addicted to it. If you don't drink it after a while, you have withdrawals. Like, it's totally a thing. I don't know. I don't drink it either. There are definitely days where it's been a little hard, and I've been like, uh, I could... But then I'm always like, okay, that just makes future days harder. So I'll just tough it out. I'm not saying that's a good idea for everyone, but it works for me. It seems to work for Linus. 
Okay, this one's from Aaron. Spending B-Day cash on some stuff I've been eyeballing can hardly wait. With labs ramping up, has there been any tech or tech-related categories that you have decided not to test? Security. Yeah. We thought about it. We actually we had an applicant that would have been, like, really good for it. Yeah. But decided not to go down that path. And I honestly think that's probably the right, yeah. right way to go. Like You mean, like, software? Like, antivirus? software or something like that because that's was, one that i definitely said no forget it it was mostly point. software but it was it was a variety of right things. um anything else yeah i'm trying to think like there's stuff that i probably can't imagine we'd get that into like i don't see us you know getting really into the weeds on you know like generic android set top boxes or something like that you know like like little like like content piracy boxes yeah it's just it's not really our, our jam, I don't think. We'd be focused mostly on things that can be measured objectively. Yes. Yeah. Our goal isn't really to inject opinion. So if it can't be measured objectively, it's going to be a little tough. Okay, next up is from Aiden. Hey, Linus, love the content. I was wondering if there was going to be an LTT pocket knife multi-tool sometime in the near future. We are not working on that. Um, I'm not saying we're not working on that. Like, uh, 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 I'm sure, maybe at some point, but at this time, we're not working on that. Yes, I'm wearing the swacket. It's the sweater jacket. It's not half sweater, half jacket, half cool. <laughs> half cool. Yeah, that's that's it. Is it half uncool? I mean, it's LTT merch, so it's going to impress a certain kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might not think Buy it's LTT as cool. underwear now. Yeah, exactly. I promise you, my personal Linus Tech Tips guarantee it will get you laid. <laughs> Wait, can Please note, Linus Tech Tips guarantees are for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> can we get that on a shirt? No. Oh, uh, next up term, AJ. During your RAM tour, you weren't allowed to show some conversations about the 24 gigabyte sticks you got. Crucial has since announced 24 slash 48 gigabytes of RAM. Is that what you weren't allowed to show? Yes. Ah, uh, nah. Yeah, it's strange. It's <laughs> <laughs> boring. Uh, this next one's from Jacqueline. I think buying the LMG Christmas album should be available as no. one of our low cost merch messages. No, no, nobody needs it. I don't think that, wasn't a question. that the LMG Christmas album matches the quality of other things that are on the LTT store. Yep. And I think it will remain. It is a waste of power consumption to transfer those bits and bytes. <laughs> also that. Yeah. Spending 90 hours on it. It's not you worth the contribution to the strawberry. I Anyone can that stop gets you, that Dan. reference, high five. I you, suspect almost no one You will. may not work on it. I, I forbid it. Uh, all right, so we just got some potentials left in the incoming. <laughs> okay, out of 10, how ignored was I just now? Pretty aggressive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you cannot work on it on company time. No, at I, all. It is my copyrighted material, and you may not work on it. I don't. I'm gonna cover it. It's gonna. Oh, be come on! Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think you can actually say that. Linus, can I please have a sync license? What's a sync license? Oh, I doesn't know what, what that yeah. is. Um, what is. So you, you Dan can... actually like comes from like the recording industry. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna like dodge around me here. No, no, this guy. Because you own the copyrighted material. Yeah. So under copyright law, yeah. I can release audio co covers, but I can't release videos of me playing your song. What? Because Seriously? That's, that's called a synchronization license, and your your 
song covers can't what? be put to video. It's very weird. It's very, very strange. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That's really odd. Yep. Why does okay. it exist? Uh, Music videos? Oh, I don't know. I'm guessing. It's strange. I'm literally guessing. All know. right. What else we got? Uh, we're into potentials. Uh, this one's from an anonymous. Uh, what watch does Linus wear? The gold one with the blue strap. Can we expect float plane exclusives on LTX? Uh, it's some Withings watch that I forgot to put on today, but I wear just because it's a watch. I don't use any of the smart features at all. I kind of give up. Um, and yes, you can I, expect that. Yeah, I would suspect so. Yeah. Okay, next up's from Aiden. Hi, longtime fan. You used to... <laughs> Sorry, there is a comment here. <laughs> Hi, longtime fan. You used to talk about wanting LTT Store to take off as its own thing. Have you ever wanted to compare a weak month of not shouting it out every video versus when you do? Nope, can't say I have. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. Uh, this is from Shane. Hey, Linus, I remember your story of maintaining your SV650 instead of buying a Zero. Have you been able to get much enjoyment out of your bike since deciding to keep it? Bike nerd and fan of the show. I don't find much time to ride, um, but I am being extremely stupid right now. My bike is currently in a shop getting all of the paintable oh, parts yeah. ripped off of it so that I can paint it like pink with iridescent green accent kind of depending on how the light a motorbike. yeah the lambo is now a motorcycle is sort of what i'm going for yeah um, i'm very very excited it's going to be it's going to make absolutely i could buy my bike probably a couple of times over for what i'm going to be spending making my bike look cool which is probably the most frivolous thing i have ever spent money on <laughs> okay this one's from steve I know Linus was playing The Witcher 3 at one point on WAN. Did he finish the game? Thoughts on it? Played The Witcher 1 or 2? Thoughts remaking Witcher 1? Open world with Unreal Engine 5 instead of the Red Engine? A lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> I never made it past the tutorial because I got distracted. And all my gaming time has been Fantasian for a while. But I'm looking for something new. I kind of want to play Stray. That's like that's oh, yeah. like the one that caught my eye that I'm like, I want to do that because apparently it's a pretty short experience and I want something contained. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get lost in the stray meta. Uh, next up is from Anonymous. Linus and Luke, what are your favorite flowers? Um, Zelman CNPS7000-CU. That's beautiful. <laughs> is that like a CPU cooler that's called a flower or something? Yeah, this is this is some old school stuff. Oh my god, I remember wanting one of those so badly. Yeah. Without uh, hesitation. I I don't You had that memorized, don't you? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm not super I like plants. I'm not so into flowers though. Mm. I like having some greenery around your home though. Makes it feel less dead. Next up's from Eric. Hey Linus, have you had any more time with the GPD Win four after the short circuit? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm still uh, rocking my INEO next. I just have all my stuff on it. It's like not because it's necessarily the best one anymore. Dan, you're just sending them into curated. I know, because we've already done curated. It's easier than rejecting them and then archiving them. Okay, I understand. Um, so the rest are like incoming. Do you guys just want to breeze through these? They're kind of like the third level of curation at this point. <laughs> okay. We had a lot of really good questions this, uh, this uh, stream. Um, uh, I don't know. Sure. I, you know what? I 
Uh, I don't know what you did with that one. I blooped that one. Really? What's blooping it? I sh I just sent it to screen. Oh, okay. I don't know. Verifiedbyverified.com. That's funny. Is it? What should that site do? Nothing. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks. Yeah. Um. This was this was a big uh, career. Okay, uh, I got thing an idea. Fe I got an idea. Featured on MKBHD. You see, like the first thirty seconds of that video was just us on the WAN show. What? What video? Yeah, Marquez did a video on ChatGPT. Oh, and it just like he doesn't even show his face for like the first half a minute. It's just you and me on one show. Oh, I don't know. Must have confused a good number of people. <laughs> I, no, I haven't. Sorry, is this an ad? Like skip. <laughs> I should check that out. Where's MKBHD? I'm I yeah. I constantly get frustrated, like deeply frustrated, that people have these like revelations about ChatGPT or Bing Chat or whatever that are things that we talked about on like the first episode that we talked about it at all, and I'm just like. And I'll see it like blow up. Like it'll it'll be like, oh, the top thing on Twitter is people figured out that you can like circumvent security things by convincing it that it's something else. Yeah, the first show I did filter bypass mode. It's just a different version of that. Get over it. Like, come on. I feel like people that watch the WAN show honestly probably feel the same way. Yeah, because they're they're in. Yeah, they're they're here. They're, yeah, exactly. Um, they're on the inner circle. I had something to say, but I don't know what it was. Oh, right. What to do with that domain? I actually thought of something. I shouldn't have skipped it. Verified by verified. Yeah. You should figure out, you should be able to type in like, uh, say, a company or a person or whatever, mm. a handle that would be the same handle across a bunch of different platforms mm. and figure out how much money they spend every month on verifications. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's pretty good. What, you make tech for a living, right, Luke? <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard to do. That's, that's one of the reasons why I like it. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just start burning through these. Anthony says, podcast listener here, we are real. Um, yeah. Do you think the way we build PCs will ever change? I mean, Anthony, other Anthony, our Anthony, not you, uh, did a really good video talking about how... Um, it's probably a matter of time before things get more integrated. And I, th I think he's probably right in the longer term. Uh, okay, and then I'll just archive. If you weren't in your position as tech gurus with access to limitless hardware, what do you think your hardware upgrade habits would look like? Frequency, performance tier? Uh, I was always a, a step down from top kind of person. So I, I'd be likely to end up with like your non-ultra version of a phone uh, with your like, you know, 3070, 3070 Ti sort of tier of, of GPU. Um, Core i7, maybe, probably Core i5. You know, whatever can be kind of overclocked or unlocked or hacksawed in some way to get pretty much the performance of the top one, but at half the price. And in terms of frequency... Uh, for like PC gaming, I was I was an every gen kind of character for a long time. Uh, sometimes multiple times a gen just to try different stuff because I was constantly buying used and flipping, so it wasn't really like costing me anything. Uh, in terms of phones, I think I'd be a pretty infrequent upgrader. I mean, I went straight from the Note Nine to the Fold uh, Z Fold Three, whatever the stupid branding they have for this is. And other than that, my screen is cracking down the middle. I haven't really had any reason or temptation to upgrade this because honestly, upgrading your phone's a hassle. Yeah, it's really like, annoying. It sucks. I know it's not as bad annoying. as it used to be where you had to like go into the store to get them to transfer your contacts or whatever, but it's Logging still, into 10 million things still sucks. It's a pain in the butt. I, uh, I haven't paid for the components of a mainline computer. 
for myself since I was a teenager. Right. I'm in my 30s. I don't know. Whenever I'm like, this sucks. I'm lagging in this game. I just like bug Linus. It's pretty sick. <laughs> to be fair, you get views out of it. <laughs> Symbiosis in yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and phones, I'm, a, I'm an infrequent upgrader. Honestly, mostly. Not because I don't like want better battery life or whatever. I don't want to go through upgrading to a new phone. It's an annoying process. Yeah, and I don't y- use your my phone. phone has much. to annoy you enough. Yeah, to overcome the annoyance. And over ninety percent of what I use my phone for is like work notifications or work messages, which is going to be like Discord, Teams, Slack. Those are going to run just fine. Overrule says try saying hey you know, you know, assistant, set up my new phone and it automates quite a bit. Yeah, but it doesn't automate all the stupid entering of passwords and 2FA and going in and adjusting my stupid swift key, long press delay and blah, 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 blah. Get it, like clearing out all the nonsense, unnecessary notifications that my apps send me so that I only get the ones that actually matter. Yet Whisker app, I only care if the litter tray is full. That's literally the only thing you can tell me that matters. Uh, stuff like that, right? Oh, right. I'm supposed to just keep uh, doing this. Yeah, just uh, breeze them. Right. Okay. Um, it's really hard to read. My mic is like right here, and it doesn't matter. Um, I'm sad too. Do either of you have a game that's coming out this year that you're looking forward to? Yes. Ooh, Breath looking of the Wild f- Two. Forward to. Hmm. Anticipating. Yes. I thought I wasn't going to play Breath of the Wild Two because I thought I was just kind of done. I never played the DLC, but then I fired it up for some reason. Oh yeah, I was playing around with Switch emulation, and I like fired it up, and I was like, I'm going to play it. <laughs> Um, what is it even called? It's been so long. Uh, Anonymous. Currently looking for a job in the U.S. Sorry? Starfield. Mm. Suffering through their atrocious visa policy. Have you guys hired immigrants before? Should they apply? How did it go? It's so brutal. It sucks. It's so brutal. It's the worst. People talk about how Canada brings in like a massive amount of immigration all the time. It's like, yes, but... Mm, also no yeah it's also very challenging there are a lot of roadblocks in place there's tons you can't just be like hey sup neighbor come on come on over you live in you know britain and commonwealth country or whatever i guess that's chill no there are contractors that we work with that are outside of country right now that would like to be inside of country right now and that's not changing for them unfortunately i found out on wednesday evening that we have not paid Gary yet. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's the head of the lab. It has been for like six months, (laughs) at least. That's brutal. So the reason Like at all. There's got to be something. You could do a contract thing. No, No, you can't. So there's there's a whole thing. You, oh. Go to lunch with him or something and ask him about it. Uh, but don't worry. I already I, like I checked with him. I was like, He's hey, good? has Yvonne offered to lend you money in case yeah. you need it or whatever? Just you know. Yeah, like under the table, okay? like like whatever, and he's like, "Oh no, no, everything's fine." I'm like, okay, Gary. Uh, anyway, champion. yeah. Anyway, um, he's almost got it sorted out. 
Oh, I think man. he said he he told me then that he should have his um his like personal number like the social security number equivalent um in like three business days or something like that so it should be sorted out but the problem it, it was a getting him here b getting him to be able to stay here c getting him the documentation that he needs to work um and it's just yeah it's absolutely ridiculous so yeah we have not actually issued him a paycheck yet and i was like gary that's fucking ridiculous we <laughs> yeah. need to solve this and he's like yeah i'm working on it I'm like okay well you don't seem to have the appropriate amount of fire under your butt so like i ins well, i must insist you must be paid for this if you, if i know it's complicated waiting. no yeah. I, was, I was just bugging him yeah. um and no he's he's not just waiting it's been many different hurdles to jump over it's it's been no i mean like waiting on no uh, yeah yeah he is now yeah but it's been shockingly stupid yeah yeah and you'd think like you know america and canada lots of treaties lots of general international cooperation but a lot less than you'd think yeah it's it's not as easy as you'd think yeah will gary be making a fat paycheck well i suspect that first one's yeah gonna i be bet that first one's going to be good. pretty hefty a thick <laughs> thick boy yeah um What's a piece of tech you imagined as a small child that you still wish was a thing today? That I imagined as a small child. I mean, I imagined I wanted a lightsaber more than anything, and the hacksmiths come about as close as anyone can, I think. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a really, really fantastic version of a NIA, a neural impulse actuator. Um, I've always been fascinated by different input devices. I think that's one of the reasons why I find VR so interesting, honestly, is the input ramifications more than almost anything else. Um, uh, I find things like Toby eye trackers and everything else just very, very interesting. And I have always wanted the ability without just like completely screwing myself over, <laughs> which is questionable, uh, to be able to have just like brain to device inputs. I always mm. thought that would be really cool. And I watched, there was a, a video that I watched recently of this lady using a much more modern version to do something. I don't remember what. And it was like, okay, this technology has clearly moved forward because um, her demonstration was fantastic. But it's still not like, it's not quite there, you know? Dylan asks, Luke, do you think you'd be a mid or senior in the market if you were looking for a job? I'm in an interesting position where I'm a senior at my job, but if I were to apply in the market, I'd probably be more like a mid. Depends what company you're applying at. Depends on the size of the company that you're applying at. Mm. Um, I don't know how specific to go, but it depends on that. Yeah. Okay. Joey asks, there's this in Seattle uh, store called REPC that recycles yeah. old PCs to fight e-waste. For how much of it there is, why do those kinds of stores seem to be disappearing rather than thriving? I think it's just because it's cheaper to ship it overseas than it is to process it here with North American labor, which is a whole complicated can of worms that I don't think we're going to open up right now. Yeah. Do you have a current, do you have a current recommendation for VPNs and or password managers? I believe, um, what are we migrating to for password manager? Keeper. Yeah, and I'm still using PIA even though... I, I don't know if it's like a good one and I don't think there's any, it, you shouldn't trust any VPN because they have access to everything. Same with Keeper. Yeah. We're not telling you to trust Keeper. Yeah. It's the, it's the ship we're getting on, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, we got on LastPass and look how that went. Yep. 
so like it might suck. We are the the thing moving forward is we're gonna try to be more ready if something like that happens again for us to be able to pivot to something else. But not using a password manager is not an option for us. Yeah, um, or for you. Yeah, like use them. Yeah, just be ready to move off quickly. Do some research into the company. Make sure that if they get super mega hacked, um, that. Hopefully your vault is going to be decently okay, even though your vault might leak. And then if your vault leaks, you know, move off, change all your passwords, move on. It should be okay. Wow. Uh, Bitwarden, there's a bunch of reasons. I don't want to, like, dive into this. I'm not surprised a bunch of you just said Bitwarden. Um, and I'm not surprised that a bunch of you said Bitwarden because open source. Um, one of our main reasons is in our in our testing, at least, and this isn't something that we, like, prepared for a video or anything, so relax. But in our testing, at least, we found that autofill worked better for a lot of the things that we use it for. Didn't think it was a good idea to tell people what we use, neither did Jake. It's um, going to be obvious at some point. That, yeah, that's honorable enough, but I guarantee you within two weeks, Lance is going to leak it anyways. Yeah. So it just doesn't matter. Security through obscurity is not super effective. Um, Daniel says, if internet access seems to be the thing that always trips up AI systems and leads to them being unstable, uh, what do you think could be done to mitigate the problem? I mean, not much. I think that's just, if you train something on human data, it's going to end up kind of human warts and all. <laughs> um, glad your daughter loves the plushie. Greetings from Iraq, Elie says. Uh, most unusual place to find out you have fans watching from, and also most unusual country for you to visit or read about. Iraq. Um, really? Not Antarctica? Is that even a country, though? Or no, the place. The, the question was place. Yeah, we, we have ended up having to retool some of the float plane infrastructure because we had one oh, viewer yeah. stationed in Antarctica. Whoa, I forgot about that. That was a Yeah, at like ago. a research outpost yeah. or something stupid like that. So we had to figure out how to make sure their stupid video wouldn't stupid buffer in stupid Antarctica, uh, which wasn't my problem, fortunately, but uh, Luke and AJ had a wonderful time with it. Yeah, I don't even remember exactly what we did or, or whatever, but I remember addressing that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Caleb asks, I was really hoping to get the Orca VIP package for LTX, um, but I missed it. Do you feel it's worth the two-day pass as that's all that's available by now? Of course. Yeah. You should be there. Yeah. Be there, be square, let's go. Or be there and be square. That's fine, too. I mean, it's a big geek nerd convention. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, just wear deodorant. That's all I ask. Yeah. Uh, Alan asks, for non-competitive gaming, watching videos, web browsing, would you rather have... Uh, an ultra-wide QHD monitor, so what would that be? 3440 by 1440, or a 4K monitor at 60 hertz. So the ultra-wide is at 100 hertz. Oh, 100 hertz. 100 yeah. hertz at 60 hertz. Refresh is, rate still matters, even when you're just like on your desktop. Yeah, it's just responsive. 100%. Yeah. Like, it's like going back in time for me. It feels bad. It like it 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 feels like the old SSD upgrades, like when you like double your uh, refresh rate. It just like feels significantly better. Okay, replying to this one. Um, thanks for making baby shopping or baby shower shopping easy. What are some things you had as a kid that kids today don't have and you wish they did? Not much. I mean, um, super. I think super soakers were higher quality when I was a kid. Oh, screaming blue saucers were this cool like Western Canadian uh, candy that was like super super sour, and then 
it got like discontinued and it popped up on Reddit a little while ago. People were talking about it. And like, I think the rumor is that it caused cancer or something. Like there was some kind of health concern. I ate a ton of them. Um, that's unfortunate. So yeah, that's one of my favorite candies. I would love if my kids could try that candy and not get cancer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I remember my dad complaining a lot about how like candy quality had gone down since he was a kid. And I always just thought now nah, your tastes just changed dad. But like, wagon wheels when i was really young were awesome and now they taste like actual well, dog food i believe that's actually been like documented right i don't know maybe because whatever company made wagon wheels like got bought out by some other company sure, and they that makes tanked sense. the quality and a lot of these different candy brands have just found that they can save costs in a variety of ways or whatever that's been yeah. happening to a lot of different like things. honey nut cheerios man as much as mkbhd might have like built his brand on his love for honey nut cheerios the honey nut cheerios that he eats taste like dog shit compared to what I had when I was a kid. Before they they changed the formula and they went like all whole grain everything, Honey Nut Cheerios were so good, I would literally sit on the couch and I like watch them. the hockey game and like eat an entire box of them. I used to have them like every morning when I was growing up. Yeah, like that that young that young boy did not get to experience Honey Nut Cheerios. This is totally off topic and not part of the question, but something that I always find fascinating is the differences between Canadian and American versions of like the same thing. Like oh, yeah, Canadian like corn American pops. corn pops yeah. is the weirdest. Yeah, American Smarties. corn pops are like terrible. Like uh, I've actually grown to like them. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's an acquired taste for sure. The Canadian ones were the Canadian ones peaked in probably about 2002. Yeah, back when they used to like cut your mouth and I know no, that's going to sound bad. Cut your mouth came later. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so they were perfect and then they cut your mouth. Yeah. And then they went sogtastic. Or yeah. it might have been the other and that way. Was bad. And then they just like never improved. I haven't actually had them in a long time. Me maybe neither. they're better now. But or maybe they went back to cutting your mouth. I don't know. But they pre -cut were pre like, cut your mouth, even during cut your mouth, but pre cut your mouth especially, those oh my peak. goodness. So good. Peak. And then the, so man, good. Man, when they were like like hard as glass, it was an experience. It still tasted good though. Yeah. It I, still had the flavor, just the texture was But screwed. then the the flavor went away because yes. I guess they just weren't putting enough glaze on them after and they just got soggy instantly. Yeah, Absolute that, that, garbage. That got, that got bad. And then there's Smarties, which up Are here rockets. Look basically like M and M's. Yeah. And then down in the States are what we call powder rockets. candies. Yeah. yeah. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, Tynan just brought up the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Scallon over in Float Plane Chat. Toys and cereal boxes. Video games and cereal boxes. That was sick. Oh, demo discs. Yeah, that'll that'll be my thing. Demo discs. Demo discs are sweet. You know, they get like a magazine that had the demo disc in it. This might be a weird one, but I liked the flow of information more back then. The internet was around, but it wasn't as vastly used. Um, so you weren't, you weren't just like completely bombarded with all this terrible stuff all the time. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But you could access the internet and it had a lot of information on it. Whatever. I'm just replying to some in text here. Blowing through a few more of these. Uh, good morning, Wan. I have recently gone from 20,000 US dollars to 40,000 take home in under a year. Nice. Wow. How have you dealt with your meteoric rise in going from scraping by in the early days to being a real company? I got to tell you that I took a long, long, long time to really change my habits at all. Um, and I know actually, yeah, the same is true for this guy. 
Um, and the reason for me was that even though my income went way up, uh, the amount of reinvestment and debt that I was carrying went way upper uh, for a very, very long time. And so, I mean, like, I finally, I finally, like, bought the dumb car. Learned, uh, learned to love the bomb or whatever. Yeah. Uh, realistically, I probably could have, I probably could have had a not Chevy Volt, like, a while ago. Um, but for me, there were, there were sort of internal goals that I wanted to hit. Um, and just like feeling like I can actually relax about it a little bit, I think is, um, what happened. Yeah. And he just doesn't spend money. Yep. I do have some costs. Like I, my body is like broken (laughs) in a few ways. So I go to physio pretty often, um, and stuff like that. But I don't. Ha- get a lot of personal satisfaction from just buying things um i actually feel it very negatively pretty often i don't mind buying like a quality thing that i know i'm going to use a lot yep but then there's a lot of research that goes into that um and a lot of the time you'll find that like most of it's just junk and then i'm not very interested like yeah i'm not going to go to specifics actually but uh and then I'm not very inspired to buy it anyways. But then when I do find something that I like research a bunch and then I feel really confident in buying it and then I buy it and it shows up and it is really good. Like, yeah, I'm pretty into that. I like doing that. And it's nice that I can do that. Um, but like just going to the store and just like buying some random junk that I think is neat doesn't, uh, doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't make me happy. Any thoughts on whether or not MMOs that are shutting down should be forced to give up the server code? Yes. Yep. Uh, has Linus seen his AI counterparts on Athene AI Heroes Twitch channel? It's eerily accurate. So what? I have heard about this. I didn't know that they made them for for you, um, but I've seen some made for other people, and they are significantly higher quality than the ones that we reviewed on the WAN show. Uh, Sure. Uh, yeah, one sec. Keep doing what I'm best at. Actually, I'm planning a... Hold on, so let's go back to... Hey, MKBHD, you're now an AI who is live on the Athene AI show. Taking questions from the chat, anything you want to say to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone, this is Marks Brownlee, a.k.a. MKBHD. It's a little overwhelming to be asked questions while I now know I'm technically a machine, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm this best at. This one doesn't at. sound good. Actually, I'm planning a 10-bit HDR for the stealth-like boner hiding operation. <laughs> and of course, like stealth I always like say, boner. the very best Perfect. gear is going to be enough for the job, like our sponsor, Ridge Wallet. This one doesn't sound like you at all either. titanium hammered wallet to hide your boner and keep your money safe and secure. Um, Order now at Ridge... Well, Okay. I guess that's a thing that just happened on our show. The text response is great. I've seen ones from him from other people where the voices are way more tuned in. Sure. Um, Marquez's and yours didn't seem very tuned in there, in my opinion. Okay. Well, um, now that we've had that happen, that we can do our last merch message. Evening, lads. Do you have a brand recommendation for battery banks, cables, etc.? I've been buying Anchor for nearly a decade, and I'm genuinely disappointed that I'll never buy their products again. Um, I have not 
we are going to be able to review cables and battery banks once the lab is like really going here. We are not there yet, so I can't give you a data-based recommendation. What I can say is that we've been working with Ugreen a fair bit, bit lately, and we have not received any complaints yet. So that's always a solid indicator. We might find out they've got some dirty secrets down the road. Haven't seen any indication of that yet, though. Hoping for the best, but that's where we're at right now. So full disclosure, they're a sponsor, but that's the reason I'm bringing them up, is that we've been pushing them for a while and we haven't seen any issues. Oh, sorry, one more. Dustin D. Love the pins. A few of my friends all bought the LTT backpack, so I've been looking for something to distinguish mine from theirs. Anything like LTT iron-on patches in the future? I do think we would like to do something like that, but I wouldn't recommend ironing anything onto the backpack. It's made of recycled water bottles, which means... It'll melt. It'll melt. So um, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye! You know, early in the show, I thought this was going to end up being like a really short show because we were like blowing through topics and there was yeah. nothing to talk about. And then, and then oh, we got like a, what? we got like a zillion merch messages. Oh. So much for that.